darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. Flags for copyright. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Why do you guys steal my thunder like that? Hello and welcome to So to Speak. That was Evan Mead doing a. No, bit. no, don't you mean Evan? Uh, bleed. Evan bleed. Yes. Oh. And we are here with Bile Groniger and Corpsey McDonald and Josh Weinberg. <laughs> yeah, he Josh doesn't Weinberg's get... with us. Yeah, I'm not and also Josh. This year. Yeah. He's not in costume. And there's okay. also Josh Weinberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, today we're going to do a Halloween special. One of our Ooh. first. We did do a Trios of Horror special last year, but that now was we're... just us ripping off Four Finger Discount, where we geek out about The Simpsons for a couple hours. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, today we're just going to talk about Halloween and some of our favorite things about it, like what our favorite movie to watch or special. What our favorite costume was, as well as what candy we like, what song we like to listen to, and what does what does the holiday mean to us? So we're gonna go in order, and uh, starting off, we got uh, Cody with us. What's the first one? Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> Halloween movie? Oh, the movie. Uh, I have to go with the nineteen eighty six classic, The Fly. The Fly. Oh, Cronenberg, very da- Canadian. David Cronenberg's The Fly, a remake of the nineteen fifty three film, I believe. Sure. I saw it last year actually for the first time, and it's exactly 58. what. Nineteen fifty-eight. Okay. Oh. And also the short story of the same name from the year before that. I remember when I was a kid falling in love with Jurassic Park, and I immediately fell in love with Jeff Goldblum in that movie. <laughs> and I said to my mom, "What else is he in? I like him so much." And she said, "Well, he's in this movie called The Fly, but I don't think you should watch it. <laughs> Probably a good idea." I, I, I was like, "What? What is it about?" He's like, "Oh, he tr- he he turns into a fly." And the way I imagined it in my brain was actually the the way that the '50s movie is like, where you head swap. Oh. There's a human head with a fly head, yeah. and there's a fly with a human and head. With the Simpsons Triassic Horror thing. You yeah, that's how I was going to yeah, do it yeah. too. And, oh boy, oh boy, when I was like 12, 13, 14, finally when I sat down and watched The Fly, almost traumatizing, but not quite there. We talked about that on a previous show a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's a great, fantastic film. I I just recently rewatched it last weekend, and I love how efficient it is. Like, the first 10 minutes, you just, it jumps into the premise. Like, Jeff Goldblum is getting interviewed by Gina Davis, she's a reporter, and right away, it's just, he's building this machine that can teleport you from one pod to the next. He wants to be the first person to ever teleport from, from like, I think he said, I want to be able to, like, go from ten feet across the room. The very yeah. first person. And as they're they're developing their relationship, and they have really good chemistry throughout the whole movie. Like, the first half of it is almost like a, I wouldn't say like a romantic movie, but it has, like, tendencies of that. Mm-hmm. But then when one night he gets a little jealous that she's, mingling-ish or trying to get rid of this old boyfriend boss oh, character okay. yeah this is kind of a jerk character uh jeff goldblum's character seth brundle gets kind of jealous and he gets drunk one night and he's like all right i'm gonna test out myself in the pod but oh no a fly got into the machine with him and the computer decided to splice them together and slowly throughout the film yeah, I don't want to give it away, but like it's it's quite the experience. It really does escalate. I love the escalation in this movie, and it's quite horrific. It's mm. just 
psychologically horrific as well. Like, he starts to get, like, ticks and, like, starts to, like, get, like, really aggressive and talking really fast. Not, not ticks like the bugs, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fly with ticks. Now no, but, like, he, he starts to, like, twitch his head really fast because you know how, like, flies have really fast, like, reflexes and all yeah, that? Yeah, he's, he's developing, like, the things that a fly has. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it, it does escalate to a really horrific body horror climax. And kudos to those makeup designers because... It's incredible looking. It does a lot despite using so little. Yeah. Like small small group of characters, small yeah. locations. Very like almost like two locations throughout the whole movie. You only got like three main cast members. Like it does a lot with what it has and it's just so little too. Yeah. And it's it's very well cut. It was a lot shorter than I was expecting, but that's what I mean. It's just very efficient. It's just an efficient horror film. Economic filmmaking at its finest. Absolutely. And Evan, you should watch it. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. really think the makeup turned out so well because they ended up winning an Oscar for it. Yes. Uh, have you Have you seen this, Josh? Or? Uh, I have not. I know we've talked about it at least a couple times before. I I really do want to like looking at the different phases of Seth actually transforming into the monstrosity towards the end. It, it's also very much like what they would do for Carpenter's films as well. It very. It com- very yeah, it's very comparable to like the fl- the thing in other films in that caliber. Like, I may not watch a lot of horror movies, but the best practical effects do wonders. Yeah, it's true, they do. You, you, you learned that through me, through, through my freaking freak out in the yes, last episode. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Br- Brundle, Brundlefly, as he likes to call himself throughout yeah. the movie afterwards. Yeah, it, not quite traumatizing, yeah. even though that I... Yeah, you know, I'm surprised it didn't traumatize me. Like, when I was complaining about creature effects... I was actually surprised it wasn't as traumatizing as Probably I was expecting. Probably because you feel really bad for Jeff Goldenblum's character. He's not an outright monster. He's a very yeah. tragic figure. It's very tragic. He's an eccentric scientist, but then that combinates with, like, a common housefly that has, like, no instinct other than just, like... Devour. Devour, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrific. It's a horror film. And even though... It's simplicity. Even though the love interest is named Veronica, I know my Veronica... <laughs> Is not gonna want to see this movie. My, at all. And my Veronica as well does not care for this at all. Yeah, she's like, no more milky vomit for me. <laughs> she, she's it's, already seen it's it. It's not vomit. <laughs> it's enzymes. You know what? If Josh, Josh is kind of inspiring me here. If he has an interest in seeing it, then I'll probably check it out. I'll probably. I have it. Well, it was distributed by Fox, so theoretically, it should be on Disney Plus. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, so it's on. It's you mean it's on Star Network? Mm-hmm. Well, which is a part of it. The moral of the story is he spent so much time thinking about whether he should merge with the fly, he didn't spend enough time thinking about whether he should. <laughs> Precisely, Josh. That's exactly and, and, the moral. And, and, and they're getting a lot of parallels between Goldblum roles, past and present. Oh, and man. side note, don't bother with the fly, too. Okay. It's well, terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Isn't Daphne Zuniga in that? Yes, and uh, Eric Stoltz. Oh, man. Oh, Princess Vespa, what'd they do to you? <laughs> I hope she's glad. The movie, uh-huh. the movie's bad. I guarantee it. Would I lie? <laughs> <laughs> Fool you! <laughs> One side note: What exactly does the gynecologist character bring to the table? He's played by the director. Well, yes, but aside from that, he's just he's just there. Was Cronenberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. It's a it's it's a dream sequence where you see oh, okay. you see the fly like her hatch a fly a maggot. A maggot yeah. Oh god! <laughs> you want to oh. know how they did that effect? Mm. They put two vibrating dildos inside of like a rubber a rubber sack, 
and it just moves on its own because <laughs> the vibrators no, are moving. Oh my god. Only Cronenberg, man. Jesus. Uh, gotta give that props. That's pretty cool. That is creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Fly. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a classic. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a great horror film. Excellent. Uh, okay, I guess I'm next. Uh, my my pick for Halloween, um, it's kind of an unconventional choice. It's not the first one everyone thinks of, but my pick is the 2001 psychological uh, drama horror pseudo superhero movie Donnie Darko with a very young Jake Gyllenhaal. And this um, will allow me my so- <clears throat> all around me are familiar faces. <laughs> Worn out faces, worn out faces. And so on Once so again, on. flag for copyright. <laughs> yes. So the copyright gods will not be kind of this. Go story. into the plot of Donnie Darko, shall we? Oh, oh we'll be here until 3 a.m. Five hours later. And that's why it's brilliant. Now go watch it, even <laughs> no, though I ser- explained everything. Yeah. No, seriously, put the French narrator sound effect in this. <laughs> yeah. Now explain the plot. Five hours later. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I know a lot of people probably don't realize that this movie, but yes, it, this whole film takes place throughout the entire month of October. Donnie has an entire month to basically fix a rift in time, and uh, he's accompanied by a uh, large rabbit figure named Frank who tells him to do things. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, I could break down the whole plot, but there's it's it's a very... It's very comparable to, like, David Lynch, where it has, like, this kind of out of, kind of, like, this out of body experience kind of thing, where it's, like, the film covers things like predestination, and, like, fate, and all that. Donnie, much like the Brundlefly, is also a very tragic figure, because he knows that uh, he's gonna die alone during this journey. So, yeah, it's it's a tragic film. It has some funny moments. <laughs> he he told me to shove it up my anus. <laughs> but um oh, I don't know. I just think Donnie Darko is like really underrated for a Halloween movie cuz it has like this epic Halloween party where they're just listening to Joy Division and like it just it really captures the autumn mood, I think, better than some movies. Um, I, I think, I, I've shown it to you, Evan. Cody, yeah. I imagine you've seen it. I, I've seen, ten years ago, I barely oh, remember it. it's been it. a while for you. Wow. Very long okay. time, yeah. I have seen Donnie Darko, I've seen the director's cut twice. Yeah, and, me too. And the, 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 the copy that we watched for the first time was actually my copy of the theatrical cut, and then you tracked down a copy of the I like bo- I like both versions. I do. I actually think the theatrical cut has a better opening song than the... Yeah. The director, yeah, yeah. the director, Echo and the Bunny Man, yeah, the Killing Moon. But mm-hmm. I ultimately think that the director's cut is more coherent with its storytelling. I think the way to go about it is watch the theatrical cut first, just so you okay. have a general basis, and then if you're interested, watch the director's. Cut well, so you have more context. F- I just showed this movie to a friend who hadn't seen it, and we totally just went straight to the director's cut because. A friend of hers said, "If you're go- the only version you should watch is the director's cut because it expl- it explains this the whole idea of what's going on." It's mm-hmm. hard to believe this was an indie film, right? Yeah, well, uh, crazy. Ju- well, Drew Barrymore, one of the biggest stars at the time, she did. Produced she it. executive yeah, produced it's it. It's like so. an indie video game that gets distributed by a significantly big publisher. <laughs> hey, Josh! Now that you mentioned video games, I have I I know this might be unlikely, but I have a theory that 
Majora's Mask inspired parts of this movie. Not the whole movie, but parts of it because there are tons Nintendo of Nintendo would never. I no I, no. Hear me out. There are there are like parallels that I think are too coincidental to have been like oh yeah no because they came out a year apart from each other. Die Darko was probably well into development by the time Majora's Mask was finished and released. What is this? Sorry. Okay, uh, Majora's um, The Legend of Zelda. Majora's oh, Mask. Zelda. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. there are, there are, there are parallels between the leg- the themes in Majora's Mask and themes in Die Darko. There's essentially, even essentially the idea is the comparison is Majora's Mask. You have to stop a world-ending cal- calamity. calamity from happening, but you have a very short window. And there's time travel involved. And then there's a, a troubled kid in a mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a... And then there's also the black text, like, X amount of time remains. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a scene in the movie where they're showing a PSA and this kid was like, I'm not afraid anymore! <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's... My, my buddy Troy always brings up that scene because he finds it hilarious. Like, the, David kid's, de- the kid's delivery of that line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's supposed to be a cheesy personal growth and development video that was made in five So, So that's, weeks. like, the only scene I've seen multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> The the one scene that I that is all the two scenes that stuck with me well one you already mentioned and the second one is where like the the guru actually comes to the school and Di Darko challenges his whole ideology to his face and calls him the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that speech was epic. I'll, I'll always remember that this is Seth Rogen's first movie. I do remember that. Yes. 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 Very first line is the, like the cast in general for this is actually quite surprising. The quality you got um, Patrick Swayze in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the guru. You've got uh, I forget her name, her character's name from The Graduate, but Catherine Ross. Yeah. Is that oh, the yes, Catherine Ross? Was yes, that... Doctor Thurman. She uh, played Elaine in The Grand oh, Yes, Elaine, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a young Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, um, her first Jerry Trainer, who later go on to be Spencer on iCarly. Jenna Malone. Jenna yes. Malone. Uh, Davy Chase, who voiced Lilo in Lilo and Stitch and did the English dub of Chihiro and Spirited Away. That's right. Oh. Yeah, that's the. Uh, and the Samantha other Jill Yeah, Maggie. But then you have Seth Rogen in his first line in cinematic history. I like your boobs. <laughs> and truly, he fit, a few words. This is just, he fit, he well, fit right in with the frat this is This is during the Freaks and Geeks era where he just says, like, one line. He's very sidelined in his earlier work. Mm-hmm. Until, like, 40-year-old version is, like, the first little breakout thing where he comes out he's like, you, you guys ever seen a guy fucking a horse? And that's, like, it's kind of cool, but I don't know. I mean, even Drew Barrymore herself is in this. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. She is. Yeah, she's she's a teacher. She's oh. Donnie's teacher. She's a Karen. Oh. She's yeah. a Karen. <laughs> yeah, and to think she filmed this around the same time as Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> and uh, Donnie, Dar- oh, sorry, and Jake Gyllenhaal filmed this around the same time he did Bubble Boy. Wow. What a, what a, what a weird uh, year. Now, is it Bubble Boy was. is actually Donnie Darko, but he isolates himself further by being in the bubble. Oh. I no. want to see a movie where Bubble Boy fights Mysterio. <laughs> the, 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 the Bubble Boy got fingered. Spider-Man, they build a new home. Uh, you know what? We're not even talking about Donnie Darko uh, anymore. <laughs> one thing we've... I, I want to see this, it's just like, Do you think the it's... idea of the rap, Frank the Rabbit just reminds me of like how, if you've ever heard of the video game series Sam and Max, how... Is the police dog Sam and his partner Max. Max can kind of kind of depraved as well. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people ask me before they see Donnie Darko. It's like, is this a scary movie? And I'm like, it's a little. No, it's it, not. It's a little intense. 
But it's not scary. It's more like, it's just sort of a, like, trip down, like, a, a, a disturbed kid's psyche. I would say it's a psychological horror. Yeah, it's a psychological horror for sure, but it's not, it's it, not outright There's horrifying. elements of bizarreness to it, but um, it sounds surreal. like it's a lot more subtle than others in that lane. But I think the tone, probably, you watch it around the fall season. Like, it kind of yes. screams that time. Yeah. Always. Uh, always it, remember the two ladies, like, speed walking down the streets. Mm. And they're on a trampoline, and there's leaves covering it. Hmm. Now, yeah. do you think it's worth mentioning that a certain world-altering event that took place in 2001 fucked over the release of this movie? Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you have when you have a jet engine land on your protagonist... Oh. It's probably not... That's just bad timing yeah. all around. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that was unfortunate. Like, bad timing, I should say. Yeah, like, bad timing. Like, I mean, who can blame them? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a tragedy. I so. mean, uh, at least, at least, unlike some that got flacked with that sort of bad timing, no, Donnie Darko is like still has a legacy. They made an awful spinoff, which I just refused oh, to I was watch. Gonna, I was going to talk is about that. S. Darko. Yeah, S. Darko. Is S. Darko yeah. a sequel or a spinoff? Yes, it's a, it's a, a sequel. sequel. Yeah. It follows the sister. Um, so apparently, double... though, he just announced earlier this year there's a new sequel in progress. Oh, oh no. my god. Is, is Kelly involved? I don't know. Can they call it I Darko? I Darko. I Darko. It's like I. I don't know. Lowercase I, comma, Darko. Is Will Smith going to show up? Oh, God. Are we going to have Billie Eilish doing a cover of Mad Wolf? Why not? Um, well, it could happen. Would be too on brand. Right, so, I feel bad for Richard Kelly, man. He got he, his career really didn't take the off. The Southland Tales is the one that kind of killed his career. Yeah, in the box, like he just didn't find his footing. So many of his projects just fell through, and I feel bad for him. But he'll always have that lightning in a bottle, for sure. Or in this case, a man in a bunny suit. Hmm. Uh, so double feature: The Fly the Two and S. Darko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I've talked enough about Donnie Darko we should move on and how about you Josh what's your favorite Halloween movie uh, this one is not so much in the traditional idea of spooky it's not that it's not really scary at all there's not really anything disturbing about it but it also really treads the line between Halloween and Christmas Ooh. I'm talking about Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas not directed by Tim Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, not directed by Tim Burton. Wait, wait, what, what's right. this? What's this? What's this? Do 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 Henry Selick, forever marginalized. And since I am dead, I can take off my head and recite Shakespearean quotations. That's what it is. Quotations. We're just gonna quote the entire sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What 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 hasn't been said about this particular film? I mean, I mean, some people you don't really know whether it's a traditional Halloween film or Christmas because it really involves both. But essentially, you have this wonderful fellow named Jack Skellington who is known in his land of Halloween Town as the Pumpkin King, and he organizes Halloween all the time. But he gets bored and wants to actually celebrate Christmas. But he has to go to a different world, which, by the way, this movie establishes that there are different parallel universes for, like, each holiday. So, like, Christmas has its own designated land, and the MCU would have a field day. (laughs) Um, So, basically, he goes to the Christmas land to find out stuff. But along the way, there's this side plot about this character, Sally, who is the creation of this mad scientist. And she's very sheltered, but she wants to go out and explore the world. And their paths cross, and... 
uh, while Jack tries to prepare Christmas, uh, he ends up running into this uh, wonderful little villain named Oogie Boogie. Who is barely in the movie, quite honestly. Like, I, He's great, barely great. in the movie, but what mm. he is in of that is pretty intense. Yeah. I'm going to do the best I can. <laughs> the, I'm not going to spoil the entire thing, but the climax is wonderful. Even the very last scene, I've watched like some of the behind the scenes as to how they actually like assemble this, because this is stop motion. Yes. So it's it already is pretty intensive production-wise, but the way well. they pulled it off, it was fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, not to mention just the general... It's one of those things where it's... When you become so associated with something, I mean, that's the idea. When you're a little skeleton, people are going to associate you with Halloween, but you can do whatever you want. You can you can have Christmas with your Halloween. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Uh, I knew you were going to reference Blade Running too. <laughs> I, realistically, I think that line in I Miss You may have been my first sort of introduction to what would become this film before I even watched it. Oh, yeah? Wow. Oh, that's cool. I think... Yeah, because I don't think I had fully heard of the film before I heard the line in that song, but I kind of like the idea of Jack and Sally really being, you know, really they have really good chemistry together. I found that... Plus, uh, his dog Zero steals the show. <laughs> I kind of found the whole Sally and Jack love plot to kind of come out of left field. It, it, it didn't. It needed more fleshing out, yes, but I feel like they're, they're good-natured characters, so I didn't mind it. Yeah. There are two 90s childhood classics that I didn't watch until I was 17 or 18. And the first being uh, Beauty and the Beast, and the other one being A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I didn't see this until I, I was a teenager. Didn't, I don't have like a nostalgia kick over it. I only seen it once, and I really appreciated it. I, watched it. I yeah. watched it once when I was younger, and I didn't get it. But then I, I, I got it when I watched it years later. But it, yeah, no, I... I I understand that he was trying to steal the holiday, and I would, but other than that, like, um, would you say I, I, honestly, as a kid, stop motion didn't really appeal to me. It took me years later as an adult to actually appreciate the art form uh, going towards it. <laughs> just stories being told that way just never really appealed to me. I don't uh, know what it was. I always loved stop motion, like even all the way back to like the Ray Harryhausen era. Mm. I was found so cool. Stop motion and claymation in general, the stuff that takes a lot of detail and a lot of finesse to really get the best performances out of and but when it when it's done right it's fantastic it, I'm, yeah. I'm repeating myself but yeah to quote howard from the big bang theory oh you made a stop motion lego movie remember it's not just making them move it's making them feel alive and that is the only I'm, time i'm really impressed with the voice casting <laughs> too. a lot of movie. people that fit super well uh, of course Catherine o'hara as sally that is a really nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually I was really impressed with uh, Chris Sarandon's uh, that he does. Chris Sarandon does a speaking voice, but how about my man Danny Elfman doing the yes. singing? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you got a Tim Burton film, that equals Danny Elfman. So. <laughs> I think yeah. it's one of Danny Elfman's crowning achievements as a composer. That is true. I mean, this does feel the most like if you want to get somebody into Oingo Boingo and Danny Elfman's work <laughs> as a conductor, show them this first, and then his stuff on The Simpsons. Apparently this is based, though, on, I guess, a poem Tim Burton wrote, so that's kind of how this came to be. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Frank, Frank and Weenie was also, like, a really short thing yeah. that he did, right? That was one of his Which, shorts. Yeah. That yeah. came out in 2012, many years later. No, it's, no, based, actually, it's based on No, actually, the short itself short. is also oh. on Disney Plus as well, I believe. Yeah, there was a yeah. short, and then it became a movie Oh, yeah, no, later. the feature yeah. came yeah. out in 2012. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, it wasn't a poem. 
Or was it a... Sh- it was a short... Frankenweenie's a, po- a short. Nightmare Before Christmas is a poem. And then Hans but is it, but is it a poetic short? No. Oh, it's not. Okay, I thought it was like a poetic now, short. No, Vincent is a poetic short. Vincent. That's a stop. That's another stop motion animation short he did. Okay, okay. Yes. What are we going to do with Tim you... Burton? Deep, uh, uh, the, uh, so Someday. <laughs> Uh, I want to. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say I'll say enough great things about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and then I will be out the door. <laughs> and I know Cody was uh, singing "What Is What's This" earlier, but there are some fantastic songs from this film. We got "This Is Halloween." We've got "Kidnap the Sandy Claws." Yeah. Sally's song is is nice as well. But what was interesting to me, at least when I was a teenager, is seeing that it had some interesting acts of the time sort of do, covering songs from this. I mean, there was a, a Fall Out Boy did What's This on the uh, when the soundtrack got reissued in 2006. They had a bonus disc. So there was Fall Out Boy. Uh, Panic at the Disco did This Is Halloween. Fiona <laughs> Apple did Sally's song. But I think the crowning achievement was a few years later in 2008 when they did an entire cover album of this film soundtrack in Nightmare Revisited. I love that album. Is that the I'm one where... To... Is that that's the one where Marilyn Manson covered "This Is Halloween" and also demonetized? Oh yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> talk about that. Oh, later. Lord. but uh, Rise Against version of Making Christmas. How can I forget about Making Christmas? It's great in the movie, and then Rise Against version oh, on yeah. that revisited. Making Christmas, Making Christmas, Making Christmas. Or Rodrigo and Gabriela doing Oogie Boogie song. I've always I've loved their work for years. They're a Mexican acoustic duo. They do a lot of great stuff. Um. It was interesting just to see the amount of people they could pull together. Yeah, it was, for a, that. It was, so it was an eclectic list. If if people are interested in getting into uh, some of the tracks from that film, definitely list. You can stream the soundtracks obviously in most places. You can stream music, so check out some of those selections, and then at least check out a good chunk of Nightmare Revisited. <laughs> I was just mentioning it right before recording that you got to watch this movie in November. So like. Yeah, perfect the, halfway point. The movie it's liter- just after Halloween, but it's still before the holiday season, well, so you get the right atmosphere. Yeah. Cody is right because it it ends. Li- the movie begins when Halloween ends, like between November tenth and fifteenth. Perfect yeah. time, I would say. Okay, you know what? Right. Fuck it. I'll probably revisit it this month. And the or fact next that month, it gets re-released so frequently, it even got re-released just this past October, and it actually made over one point three million dollars. Wow. Yeah, no. So it, was, it actually it finished in the top five that weekend. Oh, there was wow. a three D version too that was released in theaters. I missed that one. I didn't get a chance to yeah, see it, but I think it was good. Either. Although they did release a three D Blu ray of it about ten years ago. I just can't see it looking good in three D. I don't know. Now I the this is Halloween would be trippy as hell on uh, in three D though. Now this is Halloween, but it's like in the style of Pink Elephants on Parade. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't trigger Evan. <laughs> Shut up. Now, did Tim Burton produce and write the film? Yes, he, he did wrote it. Yes, I think okay. Danny Danny Elfman's girlfriend uh, wrote the script. I believe. Okay, but he came up with a story. Who directed it? Henry Selick. So the guy who did Coraline and James and the Giant Peach ah. and Monkey Bone, but we don't talk about Monkey Bone. Hey, hey, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, three out of four. Okay. Because <laughs> it's marketed as Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, he, he created most of the designs. It looks he like a Tim Burton movie. movie. It, it feels it and looks the like tone, one. So Yeah, absolutely. Henry Sell can take the take the L, but like uh, in the end of the day, his work did pay off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think Jack Skellington as a character has remained pretty 
prevalent in uh, in Disney media over the last not just over, Disney movies, not just Disney media, pop culture in general. Yeah, because well, like, I mean, yeah, all the hot topic stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love how again, hot topics seem to really latch on to this film. Family Guy also oh, took absolutely. Family Guy also took a stab at a whole demographic for getting tattoos. I mean, of isn't Jack that Family Guy's uh, mo, anyways? Yeah, <laughs> I love how hesitant Disney was with this property until it started making money. It's like, no, it's a Touchstone Pictures movie. It's not Disney. Oh, now it's Disney. Hey, Kingdom Hearts, take nope. it away. It, it kind of <laughs> yeah, goes. Oh, very true. That, was, that was a trip. Do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of Bart gets famous when Krusty's like, "Some people got it, some people don't." And you, my friend, oh, my hold, hold, definitely do not have. Hold that. I just don't finish the sentence out here. And then everyone's like, hey, see, I didn't do it, boy. He's mine. I own him. And all the subsidiary rights. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that, like, even in the Disney theme parks, there's been some, like, Nightmare Before Christmas love. I think the Haunted Mansion actually gets a Christmas makeover with, like, Nightmare Before Christmas themes. Yeah, Disneyland has been doing that for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And there's a bunch of other stuff. So, Nightmare Before Christmas, it's not quite a Christmas movie, not quite a Halloween movie, but you get a nice slice of wackiness at the end. Yeah, it's glorious. It's good. Mm. It's really good. So, Evan, uh, what's your uh, pick for the Halloween movie? Well, uh, not to quote the last thing we talked about, but this is Halloween. No, seriously, this is Halloween. You took me quite literally, good yes. sir. <laughs> so this is so basically. Uh, I am not a horror movie guy at all, uh, but that doesn't mean if my faithful friends here want to introduce me to a good horror movie once in a blue moon, or in this case, once in a full moon in October, I will not say no. Uh, the last few years in getting to know Lyle. And I guess now with Cody entering this whole quad uh, quartet of podcast hosts and friends that we've had and we formed over the last year or so, I'm probably going to see more horror movies. Point is, lat in these in one of these requests, um, I saw John Carpenter's 1978 classic Halloween for the first time uh, in the year 2020. Now, uh, the premise is delightfully simplistic. But man, is it is it a fun movie to actually watch? Well, when you see how they filmed it and how they execute its very simplistic premise, uh, I'll explain. So, you have a teenage girl who got stuck babysitting on Halloween night when she would much rather be getting drunk and partying with her friends, which is what all teenagers want to do. And I love how it parallels. Hashtag you know, not all teens. No, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no, but the thing is, I kind of liked how it parallels what Halloween means to kids and what Halloween means to teenagers. Because when you're a teenager, Halloween has a completely different meaning. But we will get to that at the end of the episode. But when you're a kid, Halloween means one thing. When you're a teenager, Halloween means another. And when you're a teenager, the last fucking thing you want to be doing is babysitting. (laughs) So so while uh, on the street that one Laurie Strode is babysitting on... Uh, a completely other plot is going on where an escaped mental patient is running amok, and... He's known as The Shape. Yes. Originally. Of you? <laughs> the Shape of you. No, well, no, of water. Oh, no, of water. No, Thank Lori, you. Lori Strode is not in love with The Shape of this fucker. Uh, What's when, his name? His name is... 
Mike Myers. Wait, wait, is it Mike? Wait, Mike Myers in a horror film? I thought that was Cat yes, in the Hat. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ah, Cody. You <laughs> are a trigger, Evan, again. <laughs> no, no, I'll allow it. That was So this great. is how I marry an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. so his full name is Michael Myers. Is he call- He's called Michael Myers in Halloween. I've only seen this movie once, but he's called Michael they Myers. They don't call him Michael until the second movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's well, kind- no, 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 no. I, uh... In the fl- I saw in, this boy in, with no, the blackest eyes. But in the in the opening where he's a kid and he kills his Michael. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah so he does call yeah. Michael. He's just not referred to very often in the movie. Oh wait, should I should I give away the twist ish that's not really canon anymore? Or is it? I don't even know if it is. This whole timeline of these this franchise is all fucked. Yeah, it's it's a it's a flawless Lor- franchise. Laurie Strode in Halloween two it was it was revealed that they're siblings. <gasps> what? But that's not that's not a thing in the new movies. Right? No, you know what? I don't know. I, I do. Yeah, want, well, I do hard. want. So what? But so going back to the whole how this movie is shot, um, the thing that turns me I've since learned that when in watching Halloween. The thing that turns me off most about horror movies is actually not the ho- the scare factor itself. I enjoy a good scare. It's the gore that I don't like, which well, is why you're in luck. Well, no, which is why uh, Day of the Dead is a movie that I have tried and failed <laughs> I will to sit through. Force you to watch that movie. It's yeah, one of my favorites. No, no, last well, I've already seen one of the most disgusting scenes in a, in a YouTube clip. Oh, the Joe Mulatto death. Yeah. yeah. No, Captain yeah. Rhodes. Yeah, Joe Pilato. Yeah, appara- appara- according to Lyle over here, that apparently isn't the most disturbing death in that movie. But let's go uh, back to it's Halloween. Close. So, Halloween is not a gore fest. It doesn't need to be a gore fest. Um, I now I do understand that you know filmmakers get a little carried away even before the Marvel Cinematic Universe gave the gave franchises a bad name. There were like. Eight Halloween movies. They made one through five, and then they made Curse of Michael Myers, H2O, and Resurrection exclusively in that order. Then there were the reboots. Oh, the remakes. The remakes. Okay, the remakes of Rob Zombie, yes. And then there was the 2018 reboot, which, full disclosure, I watched that for the first time ever two nights ago. And despite the fact that it's gorier than its its original predecessor, I liked it. It's it's actually actually now considered to be the proper follow-up to the original. So you just kind of have to disregard the other seven or eight sequels? So the sequel to to Halloween is called Halloween. No, guys, (laughs) it's a remake of H2O. Oh, yes. H2O is a solid movie. I didn't mind that one. Yeah. I don't know. H2O has its moments, and you had to at least end things. Yeah, I guess. I mean, these three new ones, it's just, it screams franchise. Just keep things going. Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah. but if they call it ends, if the, if the next one next year is going to be called Halloween Ends, they can just call it Halloween again. Yeah, <laughs> they need oh, to God, stop. Yeah. They kind of need to stop. Well, you should watch see, uh, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. That's a pretty good one. Okay. It's a good, ho- that's a great Wait, like, Halloween season I movie. Thought, I thought 1 through 5 didn't have subtitles. No, the third one's different because um, it's actually kind of like a 
It's a bit of a spinoff. It has nothing to do with the Michael Myers storyline. Oh, it's yeah. an anthology. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it's not an anthology. It's just a different story. Well, that, 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 no, I'm saying the franchise was supposed to be an anthology. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say, it's not an anthology but film. But people hated the third one so much because Michael Myers wasn't in it, then they decided to backtrack and go, oh, okay, resurrect Michael Myers for the fourth film, and then that's how it's uh, been okay. all ever since. The ultimate universe where the Halloween franchise now, became its own thing. Yeah. It is yeah, worth yeah, mentioning yeah, now. Score. So what are my... Now... In terms of, like, the classic slasher movie villains, like, if you compare them to, like, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, or Leatherface, Michael Myers doesn't need to be... Michael Myers is brutal, but and also, just like all the, the, all those other three, he can't die. And do you want to point out what the face is? Oh, the face. The mask? It's the mask. The, the mask do, you know, do you know the origins of it? Um, yes, because Lyle told me. Apparently... They took a makeup, a makeup, uh, a makeup. Uh, what the fuck is the terminology? A, a makeup, a, make, a mold, a makeup mold of uh, a ver- a classic actor's William face. William Shatner. They took a mold, a makeup mold of William Shatner's oh, face. Actually, oh, I actually thought it was just and a then they shot it into space for oh, ten minutes. <laughs> but but it actually wasn't like a mold. It was an actual like Star Trek mask of James T. Kurt. They oh, took out yeah. the eyes and they just painted it white. Oh wow! Yeah, they screwed up the hair. So yeah. well, so that's where they got the idea for Jason X. <laughs> Nice. Because he just came they back. Shot him in the space. He, he just came back from space. He's ninety years old. He deserves to go up there. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to do? Imagine the Halloween where they go up in space. Oh yeah. It will happen. Halloween. Well, if, if they if they can take the Friday the Thirteenth and the Fast and the Furious franchises into oh, space, I can't will... wait for the uh, rocket ship battle amongst the asteroids. Oh yeah. Honestly, you know, Michael Myers is the scariest out of all the. Slashers. You think he is scarier? Oh, absolutely. Scarier, and, but, than, but, scarier than Leatherface, whom I refuse way to. Way scarier. Jason. Yeah. He can stand the there in the distance. So, like, you oh, can yeah. kind of hear something yeah. creepy. He, like he can stand like, there in the distance, and it just looks creepy. Yeah. Like the earlier films, where you don't see his eyes, it does look scary. You like yeah. to see just darkness in there. Yeah. But of course, they had to ruin that in later in later installments when you actually get to see his eyeballs. Yeah, the mask's definitely very in quality. Yeah. It's kind of a, a little bit of a more predictable evil than, say, Freddy Krueger, because Freddy Krueger can and has been proven to invade people's dreams. He's yeah. the most so imaginative. Like you're not exa- at least with Michael Myers, it's in a physical space where you know also, you're not going to necessarily be haunted by it that much. Also, uh, I like how there's always a psychologist that seems to be trailing him and investigating like why he is the way he is because Doctor Loomis. Doctor right? Loomis. Yeah, he name, just yeah. wants to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's a whole other. I'm just crossing all the wires tonight. I still yeah. need to. I still need to see Saw. Or see Saw. I still need to. I. So, I cannot need, say that I saw Saw. Do you need a teeter totter as well? <laughs> what order should I see these in? Do I go like first three? Do what I did. Josh. Just like... Do what I did. Watch Halloween. Halloween 2018, and then. By the way, Lyle and I, after Lyle and I watched the Halloween remake, or reboot, sequel, I don't know what the hell it's it 2018 is. 2018. Halloween 2018. Revolver. I actually thought, this. no, the subtitle we decided actually could have, is what the movie should have been called, Halloween Legacy. Because it's literally Three about... Generations of Laurie Strode. Yeah, yeah ha- Halloween, Halloween Generations or Halloween Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. It should be called uh, that. On that note, I, I actually would think, okay, definitely watch the original. Yeah. Uh, 
if you want to compare and contrast where like uh where later on where like the the character of Laura Strode has gone to you you can almost watch h2o and then the 2018 movie and just sort of pick your poison it's oh, kind of yeah. one of these situations yeah they are similar they're similar but like i, I don't know there, there's some things that work in both of them in their own ways it's kind of it's kind of weird uh definitely go into halloween 3 season of the witch just completely disconnected don't even associate it to the franchise you might enjoy it as like a good halloween seasoned film very carpentery. Very carpentery. The, the, the score is really good. The whole, anything good with John Carpenter's yeah. music in it, I will at least appreciate. Oh, he's a really good composer. Yes. He's a really good I mean, composer. I've been having a bender of just watching a lot of his movies. Oh, I haven't seen gotta you look. need to check out his Lost Themes albums as an aside. Those are some great stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The synth wave. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> but actually, it's funny. People always say Halloween is the movie that actually like started the trend of slasher films. A precursor to that would be Black Christmas, oh, 19, yeah. 1974, directed by Bob Clark. I Bob Clark, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a that's almost honestly a little nice precursor to Halloween. Like that sort of idea that like there's a this voyeurism kind of like stalker presence in this film where you're seeing like the point of view of the killer in that it's film. Set on a holiday, and yeah. it's set on a holiday as well. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a great choice. I think mean, this Evan, your movie was almost called "The Babysitter Murders." What an inspired title! Right? Yeah, no, that, that feels like babysitter kills the babysitter kills the, the babysitter murders. Would it, that sounds like a, if, if it were made in the 1950s, that's what it would have been called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like that would be the remake of a 1950s Imagine movie. If it was adventures in murdering. Mm. <laughs> adventures <laughs> in murdering. Yeah, babysitter murdering. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. We should carry oh. on to the next topic. So next up, yes. we have TV specials. TV specials. TV specials. All right. Oh, I go. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm cheating a bit, and I'll keep it brief. Um, you guys remember that show, Mickey's Disney's House, whatever the fuck it's called, House of Mouse. Mickey's Di- Mickey's House of Mouse I villains. Guess. It should. It's an excellent little show. It's a it's a nightclub hosted by Mickey, and you get eh, and you want to talk about member berries. And if you're like a hardcore Disney fan, every single Disney character attends at this nightclub, and they all watch old shorts. They all watch new shorts of like Mickey Mouse and the gang. It's a great premise. Disney Plus, get on that shit and release the whole fucking show. Yeah. They kind of already have. Uh, do you know that um coming soon? I just learned that coming soon. Olaf is gonna reenact like all the classic Disney movies, or he's gonna like you know retell them. Oh, uh, didn't even make that much. Uh, if you do, if you like Olaf, it's for you. I mean, you, I guess. Yeah, it's more for like it's more for like Disney Renaissance fans like us because yeah. I think it stopped like after mid two thousands or something like that. Yeah. Well, but, no, he's doing stuff like Tangled, which was made in the two thousand. So modern Why do I stuff. Feel he's like doing it's just a short form TikTok compilation. Yeah, but the the short it's a it's a directed video movie called Mickey's House of Villains. So yes, it's, it's based, excellent choice. So it's based on the show, but throughout the whole show, it's building up that like Jafar and a few other handful of like classic Disney uh, villains are gonna hijack the nightclub and call it the House of Villains. But you get a lot of shorts in here that are all, like all new and old. Like a few favorites of mine would be uh, the one Trick or Treat, and it has that. Really catchy TikTok song that's trending now. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat on mm-hmm. Halloween. It's about Huey, Dewey, and Louie trying to get like a bunch of candy, and Donald Duck is just being an asshole of an uncle that he is and pulling tricks on him. And then there's this witch Hazel that like 
tries to forcibly. Which Hazel is a Warner Brothers for, character. Forcibly tries to get Donald to give the, yeah. his nephews candy. It can't be Witch Hazel, Cody. <laughs> Witch Hazel is a Warner Brothers character. Well, uh, she's no, 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 a, a witch who happens to be named Hazel. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Was, is that the lady from DuckTales? Uh, I believe she is. Maybe. Because I know yeah. there was a witch duck in DuckTales because I played the oh, video game. Oh, no, that's, game. that's somebody else. That's okay. somebody else. I will look that up. But, and it's all a bunch of Halloween shorts. Like, there was another one. Um, it wasn't so much of a horror one, but it was more Magic like a... Magic Dispel. What's your name? Magic of Dispel is the, uh, the witch duck in DuckTales. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So a, a different duck. This one, this other shirt wasn't so much of a horror one, but it had like a spooky premise. It was uh, Mickey's mechanical house mm. where he buys like a new house. And the whole thing is done like almost like Dr. Seuss style. It's all in rhymes. And it's narrated by John Cleese. Uh, and you can tell it's him mm. right away when he starts talking. Because who can miss that voice? Uh, Before uh, that was the problematic times. <laughs> the neat thing about Mickey's House of Villains is it does really combine some of the more arc, the more like, older classic shorts from the 30s and 40s yeah with a lot of the newer shorts at the time which uh disney had put on one saturday morning as this as the show mickey's mouse works mickey's mouse works oh man i, I believe it was back. unless it was big mouse works. point is that was kind of a neat thing because that was doing the same thing where it was taking it was mixing newer animated shorts with the old stuff and i believe in the older shorts cases all three are on disney plus yes yeah trick-or-treat is on disney plus lonesome ghosts definitely is and it's kind of a neat, like, uh, a what if, it's before Marvel did the whole what if thing, because you have all these different characters interacting with each other, and in a lot of cases, using the original voice actors as well. So you've got, you know, Gilbert Gottfried as Iago, you've got James oh Woods God. doing the uh, speaking voice of Hades, you've got a few other, like, non-villain characters that have their original ones. Oh my God. What? Uh, just uh, Gilbert Gottfried and all them coming back. That's yeah. great. Oh, no, yeah, there's a lot of... I think James Woods makes, like, a really quick cameo voice as Hades. Oh, nice. He's credited yeah. in there anyways. Yeah. There's also one called The Dance of Goofies, and it's all instrumental, and it's all set yeah. to voices of of the spring... Uh, voices of spring waltz, I think that's how you say it. It's all... There's also a great one with Mickey and Minnie at the end, and it's reenacting uh, Hansel and Gretel. It's all instrumental too, and it's set to. Uh, God, I'm gonna botch this. Which but one is it? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Oh, okay. It's a Danse Macabre. Yes, that one. The whole Dance thing, Macabre. the animation, uh, the timing, Macabre. everything is all set to that song, and it's really well animated. It's really well paced out. It's actually that's an excellent Halloween song. Yeah, and that's even really... and then by the time the villains actually take over. This, I mean, this direct-to-video movie, like, whatever, they actually have the effort to throw in a song called It's Our House Now, and it's oh. all the Disney villains all singing this song in unison, oh, wow. led by Jafar. Man. And then you yeah, get a climb... I, was, and I then would have you... just expected them to do Madness is Our House. <laughs> our House. In the, the middle, middle of, of, in the middle of <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Oh, you get Mickey, how have I not uh, seen this? You get you get Mickey wearing the blue the blue hat the Mat yeah, Fantasia hat Fantasia hat and he's battling Jafar with the staff in one second. I mean that's worth the price of admission. Oh man, that's is pretty. It, epic. Is this on Disney Plus? I Has wish it was, but it's can, not. It should be. It oh, should man. be. Yeah, like stuff that you think would be on Disney Plus by now, but it's, isn't. it's like yeah, but King, King of the Hill on Disney and Plus. And then you already. have this movie in relatively the same time frame. Now is this no, a that, movie or a special? It's it's more they, of a special, but it's also video. but there's also like 
it's featuring a lot of shorts that are just Halloween themed, which oh, is nice. Okay. Yeah, so that's I guess a a childhood nostalgic favorite of mine. But hey, you guys like the room, right? Yeah. You know, Tommy was so you know like you fans of that. Yes. Uh, I I recommend looking up on Vimeo. Maybe I'll send it to you guys later. You guys have to watch the thirteen minute short called "The House That Drips Blood on Alex." And you guys be the ju- funny and you guys be the judge on whether or not this was made to be taken seriously or if it was accidentally unintentionally bad or I don't even oh know what God. the fuck. It's just the okay, room all over again. I gotta watch this sometime. Oh, it's amazing. It's not a shit house. <laughs> I tell you a truly scary story. Mm. It's about a man, a man much like myself. Oh, I Justine. Oh, a man who is just myself. Oh, yeah, I Justine is in it as a cameo. Oh, shoot. Oh, I Justine. Is that her well, name? Well, considering That's her this is username. from, what, yeah, yeah. 2010? Yeah. That makes sense. It's a guy uh, who buys a house on 3 Blood Street, but it's actually pronounced Blood Street from the <laughs> landlord. <laughs> And Evan, it is what it is. It's just a house that drips a few blood shot, oh, blood man. on him. And people are like, hey, you have blood in yourself. You're like, it's not blood. It's just Tommy Wiseau being who he is. Oh, yeah. wow. It's excellent. And it's a, it's a spooky, stupid Halloween thing. It's a guilty pleasure. I love it. Nice. I, I definitely would recommend it. It's kind of those things you can't explain, like David, David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> it's just amusing. The fucking teaser trailer of it. It's only 25 seconds. It made me die laughing. I'll send it to you. Well, we should watch it tonight. Yeah. When we have time. So pick your poison if you want something kid-friendly or something stupid and adult-oriented. But it's all fun and games. Those are some nice picks. Yeah, I I haven't seen that one, surprisingly. I'll have to check it out. All right, so my TV special. I had a hard time with this one. I, Me I too, actually. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. That's just the fact of it. Um, I was kind of... I was having an inner conflict. It's like, does Halloween Town count as a TV special? Because it's a Disney Channel movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. Hey, um, and you know originally airs on TV? It counts. Alright then. <laughs> it, was either that or, it was either that or it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, but I don't have too, too much to say about that one. It's just kind of a... I got a rock. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Ah, uh, you killed him. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Halloween Town is a nice little decom, which is about uh, a little girl and her siblings going to a fantastical place after she discovers that her fa- she comes from a family of witches. And um, I think there's some evil force that they got to stop. I don't remember, but I... I remember watching Mrs. this. Alvar is the main villain. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a buttload of sequels to this, I guess, but it was pretty great. Uh, I I remember watching this when I was in high school. Actually, I was just in my I was at my grandma's place. I was bored. It's like uh, I'm getting too old to celebrate Halloween. I'm getting all cynical. It's all bullshit, man. It's all and consumerism. They're all trying to buy us just to buy chocolates. Mm, all right, Brian Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw Halloween Town on TV, and I was like, you know what? I feel a little rekindled right now. I feel like I'm in the spirit again. Oh, I feel old. <laughs> but um, yeah, and Halloween Town. It's, I I actually just found out it was directed by. Dwayne, uh... Johnson? Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne Dunham. <laughs> and he edited, uh, some, uh, some, some David Lynch stuff. Yeah, he, he edited, uh, he, he worked a lot on Star Wars. He actually ended up editing, uh, Return of the Jedi. 
Mm. And he worked on uh, he... Apocalypse Now and that uh, that movie about fighting in space that you all love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cosmic battles, Co star intergalactic planetary dispute. Planetary intergalactic. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Raiders of the Lost Stark, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and you're right. You're right, uh, Josh. Oh, shit, he he has worked a lot with David Lynch. He edited uh, Blue Velvet and oh. He even uh, worked on Twin Peaks, which to me is like Cody's Lost. That's a show I will try to bring up as often as I can. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Lost was inspired by Twin Peaks. Oh, well, he even directed own. two episodes of Seventh Heaven. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, when reasons. Twin Peaks returned, uh, when they did the return, he edited each and every single episode of that. Nice. Did, yeah, so. But we're, we're going to have to. Decoms, he did a bunch. But like, he's. But he's had he experience. Here, ready to run, double teamed, right on track. Tiger Cruise. Yeah, he doesn't direct too too much, but he, uh, oh yeah, he also directed uh, Homeward Bound, the the Lost Journey or uh, the the Journey. Oh, you know, that one. Or, oh, or, yeah. or Homeward Bound, the Journey Home. Yes, the Journey Home. The Incredible Journey. It was a remake of the one from '63, but Lost Dogs. I like that one. Yeah. Two but, dogs and a cat. We're, I we're, saw Homeward Bound a long time ago. additional editing work for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, the director has done many things, but, but, as but then one but, of them was Halloween Town, which is he, what I'm talking about here. But that's so weird that he's had all this experience, and yet he does a kitty little Disney Channel movie. Yeah, and it's a lot of hey, fun. The wow. Halloween Town series has always been underrated. Yeah, it has a lot of great practical like effects. It, it captures the feeling... Debbie Reynolds is having a blast. I mean, mm, absolutely. It's, and it's got a Marnie in it, so I'm biased. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the main character is Marnie. <laughs> the fly has Veronica, and Halloween Town has I see Marnie. a pattern growing here. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, as far as, like, Kitty, like, I mean, you could also do other things, like maybe Ernest Scared Stupid. I remember watching that a lot, but, like, in terms of, like... <laughs> Kitty like like Halloween movies. I think Halloween Town is just really really charming. Yes, I kind of want to see that Ernest Scared Stupid. It's pretty mm. it's pretty good <laughs> as far as Ernest movie goes. Every single poster is him making that stupid inside of a face. pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's a better troll movie than Troll Two. <laughs> but not any as, troll uh, movie is better than Troll Two. But not as good of a troll hunting movie as they're troll goblins. Hunter. They're goblins in Troll Two. They're not even trolls. They say goblins. Yeah, but not as good of a troll movie as Troll Hunter. Neil, I want to see this. Neilbog is goblin spelled backwards. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> 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 is just how like subtle and grounded the premise of you know growing up in a family of witches is. You know, for a lot of these decoms. They handle these extraordinary premises pretty well. I mean, there's ones like Up, Up, and Away, where this boy finds out, you know, his family are superheroes. And this is about five years before Sky High does this premise. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, Maybe that'll be a topic for another day. No, it's it's a neat little movie, Halloween Town. I, I we were gonna watch it tonight, but uh, we're we're podcasting. But I should re I should revisit it. It's been a little while. Absolutely, and Debbie Reynolds is consistent throughout the three sequels as well. Oh, oh good. she came back. Nice. Yes, they're all they're all on Disney Plus, but I think I mean I definitely recommend people start with the first one and then maybe oh. go chronologically because probably around Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town, it's the mid two thousands. Maybe it mm. kind of falls a little flatter, but it's still I think solid enough to where like you can't go wrong with spending an hour and a bit on each of them. Yeah, it's very cute stuff. I, it, I recommend it. Is it like Hocus Pocus? Or anything? It's kind of like that, yeah. It's a little hokey, but... Yeah, except without the cult following that gets it a Disney Plus reboot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. 
That's a reboot I'm not looking forward to. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't be the last. Coming soon from Disney Plus. Fuck. Hey, all I'm saying is they gotta make the trailer with the clip of the the focused song of the same name with just the random yodeling for no reason. Just to be fan service. That's all it's about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, Disney. Uh, anyways, Josh, what's your uh, favorite TV special? Well, I mean, you did kind of just spoil it, but uh, you got sometimes you just got to go with the classics. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yay! Oh, good. We okay. are covering it. We have to touch uh, upon it, this. It, this is a classic for a reason. I mean, on top of it's it's peanuts, so it's gonna have great music. Vince Guaraldi is will always be the man. The yeah. peanuts, the between the Charlie Brown Christmas. And its soundtrack and just the general oh. penis theme and some of the, the themes in here. Minus and it's Lucy. Great. That's where it's at. Lucy Unlike a lot Lu- of the specials, <laughs> this one's mainly focused on Linus and his insistent belief in sort of the patron saint of Halloween and the Great Pumpkin. And he gets a lot of crap from all the other kids, except for Sally. She's the only one to believe that the Great Pumpkin exists. And, yeah. of course... Because you have to dress as a ghost so you don't recognize. Obviously, Linus goes as a ghost for Halloween. And then, obviously, all the kids like are still making fun of him. But then, it looks like they actually do find the Great Pumpkin. Or it turns out, rather, he mistook Snoopy for the Great Pumpkin. But, essentially, Charlie and Linus then basically, you know, he tries to help Linus feel better. But, you know, it looks like you know, Linus learned his lesson, but it's just a nice, heartfelt peanut special, and yeah, it's adorable. Well, it's a bit peanuts. What else can you say? It's it's timeless. You, you got Lucy going as a witch for Halloween mm-hmm. because she's a bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> they rhyme. Yeah. Oh my god, this thing was nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. That's how good it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and people still watch it to this day, and that makes me happy. I still remember, remember like the silhouetted Snoopy rising. <laughs> it's like there he is! It's the Great Pumpkin! Ah, yes. oh, fuck Snoopy! Uh, remember that random bit where like Snoopy's just doing the Red Baron shtick? Every single short he does the and Red Baron. It's kind of interesting because so they do chunk. try and find a way to just have him be the Red Baron. I'm like, is he supposed to be having war flashbacks? <laughs> <laughs> is there oh. some dark parallel that the Schultz Empire doesn't want us to know about? <laughs> Should I be concerned? Mm-hmm. One of the really nice things about this special in particular is just you get to see what the other kids end up going as. Yeah. yeah. And it is nice to have it be focused mostly on I mean, Charlie Brown and Linus are kind of like the main figures, along with Lucy, I suppose, the main figures of a lot of Peanut specials, but a lot of times it's mostly on the Charlie-Lucy, will-they-won't-they, and then Charlie always ends up on his back. You mean like him trying to kick the football, you mean? Correct. That sort of metaphor. Mm -mm. Yeah. Where's Peter Griffin when you need him? (laughs) He needs to roadhouse that lady. (laughs) That was the most satisfying thing I ever saw. (laughs) I'm just... I kind of hope that licensing-wise things don't get tied up too much, because last year Apple TV Plus is now what became the exclusive home of all the specials, and this year PBS is going to be broadcasting this. Uh, Oh, nice. So if anybody wants to watch this soon when you're listening, October 24th, 2021, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on your local PBS and PBS Kids station, or at least PBS. So. It doesn't strike me as something that would play on PBS, but that's interesting. 
I suppose. I mean, it's a partnership ABC. between Apple and PBS. That's why it, it always played on ABC, or maybe it's the the holo- or the Christmas special. I'm thinking of originally it was on CBS in 1966. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Again, I don't watch much TV, so <laughs> I, I, I'll just string it. <laughs> I just saw. I just. I don't know why this just jumped in my head, but when you said Family Guy and we're talking about peanuts, I just remember this Family Guy episode where Brian gets a really good job, and then when they find out he's a college dropout they fire him instantly and he climbs on a dog and then he, he walks over to the doghouse it's playing the piano theme he just climbs on top of it like snoopy and it cuts to the next scene i'm just like <laughs> reference i just adore that i just i started chuckling just because because why the fuck not he looks like snoopy yeah, yeah. i just i just adore, i just adore the opening of the uh, the special when it's just lucy and linus walking to a pumpkin patch and just walk back and they make a jack-o'-lantern and it goes on forever, but I never get tired of it's it. It's realistic. It's just fun. It's awesome. And that's, that sticks to what Peanuts is. I mean, yeah, Peanuts as a brand has evolved over the decades, but at its core, it's about a group of kids doing stuff together. Howard Schultz did not like the show. He didn't? He no. did not. He didn't. Charles Schultz wanted him, Charlie Brown, to get a rock. Oh, wait, is it Howard or Charles? Is that where the, I got a rock oh, sorry. came from? Yeah, from Fred I figured. I want to be an animator, just like Charles Schultz. Sorry, Charles Schultz, not Howard Schultz. Who the fuck is Howard Schultz? <laughs> I, I don't know. Put, put, put the first image of Howard Schultz on the, the screen, just because okay, why not? if he exists. <laughs> Did this man exist? <laughs> Howie Schultz. It's some random guy's LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> No, yeah, he did not like the animation. Really? Yeah, I know he was. He hated. He hated like how like cheap it was. But I'm like, yeah, he d- he doesn't see the 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 charm that we all see. Of the what does he want it to be like Disney levels of animation? Maybe I don't know. Does he want Charlie Brown to blink or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I, you feel a little bad for Linus because I think we can all relate to really wanting something to be true so badly and then being crushed when you find out it's not and things are just ordinary it does kind of suck how like everyone just shits on him and even like sally's sick of his shit it's like skeeter of... trying to prove that there's a monster in lucky duck lake oh, <laughs> oh. flashbacks to doug's first movie intensifying <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> I, re- funny I barely a... remember it how can i have flashbacks <laughs> to quote my to quote my letterbox why <laughs> to quote my letterbox review Doug funny is a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug sucks. Doug, Doug funny sucks. is unfunny. Doug is a dud. Doug's first movie. To tie a parallel between another common uh, discussion topic slash punching bag, the sort of dark twist on this premise in the one segment on tree, one of the Treehouse of Horrors, it's the Grand Pumpkin Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, ah, I like yes. that the animation style mirrored this. But of course, it is the Simpsons of modern times, so they were going to do what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of like not reach the full comedic potential. And uh, as an aside, I don't know if they did this in every single Peanut special, but I feel like maybe it's the maybe it's like I'm remembering something that wasn't there. But I feel like there was a sequence where uh, Schroeder was playing the piano and the kids were all dancing to something in this one. Possibly, I don't. I don't. Recall. It feels like that's a common trope in Peanut specials. Yeah. Maybe I just want to believe they were dancing to some Halloween song. <laughs> oh, the peanuts doing the kids doing the dances, but it's to spooky, scary skeletons. I thought you were gonna say Thriller for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like almost twenty years before this. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but another annual classic that is very easy to find, and it's one of the 
it's one of the essential Charlie Brown specials that if you're going to get into peanuts, start with this, start with the Charlie Brown Christmas, and maybe a couple of others, but excellent. He's your dog, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I watch that one a lot. I guess we'll talk more about the Christmas special when, you know, Christmas Someday. happens. See you in two months. Yeah. We'll do the exact same format. <laughs> well, mark your calendars. Mm-hmm. All right. Evan, what's your favorite TV special? So, um, for me, well, my favorite TV special of all time related to Halloween is one we actually talked about last year, Treehouse of Horror 5. Not going to kick it at horse, so I'm going to talk we've, about something new. Yeah. yeah, we've covered it already. Once or twice or three or four times. Yeah, <laughs> five. Yeah. Oh, God. So, to avoid a Simpsons Halloween tangent... What I'm going to do is talk about uh, another Halloween special, which technically never aired on TV, but was uh, a segment in a direct-to-video movie. It's kind of similar to what Cody was talking about with A House of Mouse. Um, my pick is uh, A Recess Halloween. And this particular... Oh, this is a nice deep cut. This particular special was featured on the last feature-length uh, re- film that re- any re- that recent Ty- okay you know how remember how on our uh 90s classic classic 90s cartoons we talked about how recess schools out should have been the end of the show yeah it wasn't there were two more direct-to-video features released after schools out there was actually there was three there there was recess christmas miracle on third street that's the one i had there was recess all grow down where they showed what the kids were like in kindergarten and the last one, which is where this show technically ended, was Recess Taking the Fifth Grade. But the the, uh, the special that closes out this feature, A Recess Halloween, is actually very heartfelt. Here's the plot. Uh, the kids are all excited to celebrate Halloween with each other, and, except there is a party pooper in their midst with Spinelli. Spinelli has no, in fifth grade, Spinelli has no intention of celebrating Halloween for reasons that are, uh, that don't become known until the story progresses. She spills the beans that she and her parents went pumpkin picking, uh, at the local patch and they, she got made fun of and harassed by, uh, Lawson, uh, you know, the, the, the jerk ass bully character. Yeah. Lawson basically wah, said, wah, oink, oink, wah, yeah. Wah, oink, yeah. Oink. So Lawson tells Spinelli that Halloween is for babies, and I guess like Lawson would be like in the fifth grade. So, but uh, I say Lawson is completely full of shit, and the episode will go on to say the special goes on to say why he's full of shit because uh, Spinelli actually sticks with the whole I'm not celebrating Halloween because I'm too outgrown for that. I'm too old for this shit now. But she stumbles across <laughs> Mrs. Finster, who she's bonded with before. Uh, see uh, Weekend at Muriel's, one of my all-time favorite episodes of the show. One yeah. of my all-time favorite episodes of that show. Oh yeah. But when she sees that Miss Finster is celebrating Halloween in costume with all of her buddy, all of her friends who are in their late fifties, early sixties, she it proves to Spinelli that Halloween is for everyone. It's not just a kitty holiday where the kids dress up, the adults dress up too. Mm. Now, I feel like we... It's a great message to teach kids, but throughout my life, no one has ever really bullied anyone 
on the issue of kids being too old to celebrate Halloween. There is a topic of discussion that suggests that kids are too old to trick or treat. Like once you reach a certain age, like what I think it's like once you're once you reach fourteen or fifteen, then it becomes a little weird. Yeah. But like, because no twenty year olds are gonna go around trick or treating. However, um, <clears throat> I, I like the show's message. I like uh, how it's. Uh, a grown-up who, te- who who shows the kids the way once again, ju- thus you know tightening the bond between the teachers and the kids. That was a stab that should have been consistent from uh, recess schools out, which took place the summer before the Halloween special. Uh, Can you imagine they saved the world the fall the, the the previous summer and then they go have a Halloween adventure together? Oh, the stakes that, are high that, now. Yeah. Yeah, so I've only, ironically, I've only seen this special once, but it has stuck with me throughout the years, and if it is, is taking the, Josh, is taking the fifth grade. We are recessed, the show schools out, and both direct-to-video films are on Disney+, and A Recess Halloween is the last segment in it, so yes, it is streamable. Great. Wasn't there, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but is there a Recess episode where they go into the basement of the school? Yes, that was the first Halloween special. This, what I just talked about, is the the second and final Halloween special. That's what I remember. I remember it was like some mystery. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, I'm very yeah. vague on Did the details. Did it have butch in there at all? I feel like I had butch in there. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's, uh, yeah, nice and short. There's, I, I, it just stuck with me, mm-hmm. and uh, it always reminded me that, you know, Halloween, it, it kind of harkens to, like, what we're going to talk about at the yeah, end. Yeah, I was going to say, that would have been a great segue. It's sort of like <laughs> you know. a precursor to going from trick-or-treating to Halloween parties. That's really yeah. just a natural evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, I got a segue. Evan, Veronica, and I went to a Halloween party dressed as characters from Recess. Yeah, no, that's hey. awesome. <laughs> we were no, the three of us. We did a uh, a group. The first time in my life I ever did a group costume was with you with you two. Uh, we uh, I was King Bob and you were TJ and she was Spinelli. Yeah, it was perfect. Ah, uh, yes, very yeah. good. Sticking to the uh, the show's canon. Yeah. Yes, Me, exactly. And we tried to. We actually like um, at the time. Uh, we had another friend who was going to be Principal Prickly, but he got sick at the last minute and, and, yeah, and couldn't come so out. Bad. So, but our, our 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 trio was was pretty good. In fact, I we wound up at this nightclub over on King Street in Toronto, and I remember um, seeing this guy dressed up as Black Panther because Black Panther was all the rage that year. And it's like, oh yeah, yay, King of the Playground, hey, King of Wakanda, yeah, no, it was cool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's a perfect segue to our favorite costumes that we've worn. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, right. And if, you, any, if any of you have any pictures, I will display them in all their yeah, glory. Oh, I do have it. Yes. <laughs> you won't Sweet. see any of mine because I didn't have enough time to find any. Sorry, audience. Then we shall use our freaking imagination. St- use a stuff. Hey, you guys, <laughs> are, <laughs> you guys <laughs> are artists. Draw something. Draw one of jo- draw Josh's <laughs> Halloween yeah, yeah, Cut out Josh's face and put over some stock photos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will do. Do it. Do, do, do it, do it, do it. Future Lyle, don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'll just draw you on a napkin. Aw. I will, I Is mean. Is that how all movies get made? Faces just get thrown on napkins. Hey, t- Pixar called. They want their inspiration back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did go throughout my whole life. You know, I went as Batman. I went as Darth Maul. I went as Neo, SpongeBob. 
Scream or Ghostface, however you want to say. Wait, it. when you say you went to SpongeBob, did you actually like dress up in like the full-on SpongeBob? No, I wore. I wore. I actually no, I did something kind of different. I wore a just a blue shirt, or sorry, not blue shirt. I wore a uh, white shirt with a red tie and just like brown pants with like black a black belt. But, but my, there weren't but square. But my face, but my face and and hair were all yellow like i di- i spray painted oh. or spray wait, dyed wait, whatever wait it's called, cody the hair you want stuff. yellow face that oh. is that is not okay oh my god cancel cody Fuck. oh my god that's not okay like uh, you are cody cody you you are appropriating the culture of sea sponges and that's when the soda bubble bursts <laughs> your spongebob's <laughs> culture is not a costume thank you very much what <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, Josh? <laughs> I'm I'm saying that uh, I am now taking over as the host of Puff. Oh no, he's only gonna talk about pop music. <laughs> talk about. Oh whatever, pop music. oh whatever, cancel oh, me. It had to happen someday. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, no, no. Out of all like the pop culture uh, characters that I went as, my absolute favorite was. The Riddler from Batman Forever. Oh my god. Because I went as, I, like I said before, Jim Carrey phase, he's an absolute idol of mine. Now, we didn't just go... Oh, you look perfect. Now, oh we didn't just go to a Halloween store and just found, like, you know, a complete replica, replica of the suit that Jim Carrey wore in the film. My mom and I did something really creative, and it, I think it just kind of brings me back to us, back to it, the, the, it was the process leading up towards going as the Riddler, because we went up to some thrift shop and found a gray, just a gray jogging pants and gray, matching gray shirt, and we took some, some dye, and we threw it in the laundry, and we didn't get, quite get it the exact, like, green color tint from the film, but we, it was, it was still fine, it was like, just kind of normal green, like, kind of grass green. Cool. And she, I don't know if she got a photo of Jim Carrey from the movie, or maybe she looked on the poster that just had just the question mark of Jim Carrey's, like, or Ed, Edward Nigma's, like, question mark yeah. kind of logo. But she did so many te- stencils of it. Big question marks, small question marks. Oh, nice. And literally drew highlights all around the costume yeah. and did it our own way. Mm. And then she took, like, permanent marker and went all over it trying to fill out all the question marks, yeah. and then I think I just dyed or spray painted my oh my god no hairsprayed my hair orange, yeah. and then we drew just like the, the green glasses like however he had it we yeah, didn't it wear does glasses. Look drawn on it, it's drawn on yeah, and then we just found like a grim a grim reaper cane, yeah. and we took off the tip, and then all we did was just like color with paint a bunch of question marks on the staff because he has like a staff in the film that has a bunch yeah. of question marks on it so we did it <laughs> i think it was just the idea of us doing it just homemade kind of brings me back to that mm-hmm. and it was such a killer costume and I, I went out for halloween and i just remember getting a lot of like nice ah nice weird yeah. there you know oh that's great it's yeah. always the best part when people identify you well it, it just it, again it just kind of brings me back to us doing it kind of homemade and gorilla style if you want to say that's yeah, really good yeah. and it was definitely one of the best and definitely a photo I definitely whipped up in like two seconds because I shared it with I, I, my question is will you ever uh, dye your hair again that way for sure <laughs> alright well we're looking forward to seeing uh, when you have your blue hair when you start uh, you know doing stuff my blue hair 
Maybe that's a new sub challenge. When we reach a certain number of subscribers on YouTube, we'll draw a bunch of colors from a hat, and whichever one we pick, Cody will dye his hair that way for one whole episode. <laughs> I'm gonna say, don't dye my hair. It would look so sad. <laughs> but yes, Cody, you must do that. I think I, die, I used temporary dye once to help out my friend Kathy when she was in school. Oh, yeah. It was just like temporary, like just it, it was more brown. I have dirty blonde hair. It was like, it, well, just for the sake of solidarity. Or? No, no, she had to test it on somebody. So I was like, okay, as long as it's temporary oh, okay. dye, I'm like, go for it, and nobody noticed. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, just note, I'm surprised that you didn't use green hair to match the uh, at the aesthetic of the Riddler. Well, Jim Carrey's was like bright orange. Yeah, it was orange. Yeah. Oh, okay, that yeah, explains how it works in Batman Forever. Then, thank you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Batman Forever, Jim Carrey, like, was so... What's his obsession with green? There's, like, the mask, the Grinch, the Riddler. Maybe I, it was just I see like something the whole here. Nickelodeon slime thing was all the rage in the mid-late that, 90s. The, yes, it's, it's all really psychological, like... yes. Mm. All subliminal. Oh, my God. Yes. There we go. Yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a winner of mine. Yeah, nice. Well, uh, jeez. Costumes throughout the ages for me. I remember my very first costume was this, uh, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi from The Phantom Menace. Nice. But it was like, it was like, I think that's the first costume I can remember, and it was like, kind of like the, I kind of had like a Michael Myers, like, full-on plastic mask of <laughs> you and I remember Gregor. that exact Obi-Wan plastic yeah, mask. Yeah, because because when I was a kid, I had ear surgery... And I, the, the toy my mom gave me was an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, action figure that flipped around a lot. And I I wanted to dress up like him, because he was my favorite character in that movie. So, yeah. Did it have, like, the clip-on hair breed? Yeah, it had, like, a plastic uh, hair piece to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then another costume I really... Oh, yeah, my lightsaber did not look like a lightsaber. It was, like, a dollar store. I just posted in the group. It's, like, a dollar store... Uh, lightsaber that was like kind of looked more like Darth Maul's lightsaber because it was double sided. <laughs> hey now, hey now! All you would have had to do is somehow cut that in half, like keep glue it shut, and then combine them together, and you could have been Kylo Ren before Kylo Ren. Hey, Lyle Ren. Think about it. Lyle Ren. Lyle Ren. And uh, another memorable costume I remember. I was obsessed with Frankenstein. So I was just dressed, I had like this like nice onesie and the green jacket and like this awesome mask that smelled like fucking clay. <laughs> you know how like Halloween masks smell, they, they smell like cheap plastic. Yeah. I yep. had a mask for Halloween, I made it out of clay, yeah. and when it started ready, oh my god, what's wrong with my face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that was a, I, I really loved being Frankenstein for a few years. Uh, and did then, anyone try and feed you? No, they did not feed my Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny too. Only me. Yes, feed oh, my Frankenstein! Any Wayne's World fan should get that reference. <laughs> and then, I think one of my favorite costumes where I actually put a ton of effort into it was my Chucky Finster outfit. Oh, where nice. I oh had, I've seen this photo of yours, yeah. Yeah, where I, I had like a, a, a clown wig and I drew freckles on my face and I ordered the, uh, the planet shirt that he always had. I could not find green shorts, so I just got some green pajamas... And I folded this them. This feels up. like if Devo were going to dress up for Halloween, which 
I'm gonna side note for the TV special stuff. I forgot to mention Mark Mothersbaugh does the music for Halloween Town, at least the first one. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he also does the music for uh, Rugrats. Yeah, no, I, I like this costume. I remember I went to a costume party with Evan. Evan, I believe you were Han Solo. Yes. And our friend, the guy who was going to be Prickly, he was um, he was the no, Joker. No, he would be Prickly next year. That year he wanted to go, he, he was adamant and going as Jack Nicholson's Jack Joker. Jack Nicholson's Joker, yeah. And we, well, there was a costume contest, and like basically the way it worked was whoever got the loudest clap won. And I think I was like fourth place, and you were third yeah. place. Uh, I think I placed third or second but the guy who won was actually a guy who did a damn good job of replicating uh Burton. winter winter soldier i thought robin won sexy it was robin. either sexy robin or the winter soldier no sexy robin beat winter soldier i think they were friends with the guy yeah no. I think the, uh, the and then our screens are crossing each other and then our much. friend it was a it was a shit show our friend was not happy at <laughs> our friend was not happy at the nep at the friend nepotism going i mean on it there. was like whatever it was Boy, this isn't a crisis movie really is bad and and like, I don't know, it was funny, some guy, after like I, I was outed out of the costume, he's like, good job picking an obscure character, though. I'm like, obscure? Obscure. Chucky is obscure? No. No. And then, before I, the Rugrats reboot. But before, the, before then, there was this girl dressed like Wednesday Addams, she came out to me, and it's like, oh, who are you supposed to be? I'm like, I'm, I'm Chucky from Rugrats, you know, that 90s show that was like the biggest fucking thing on Nickelodeon? You've never heard of it? How old are you? It's like, oh, I don't know that. It's like, well... In any case, I love your Wednesday Adams outfit. It's like, who's Wednesday Adams? Like, you, <laughs> what? You don't know who you're dressed as? Oh my god! I guess she thought she was just a goth. I don't know. Whatever. The 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 Halloween of 2009 in high school, everybody can go to school in costumes. So I actually went as Heath Ledger's Joker, and oh, it, cool. I, I think I have a photo of that somewhere. Maybe I'll show it to you guys mm. some other time. But I remember someone came up to me and went, "Uh, you're a little a year late on that, buddy." Oh, I'll never forget Aww. that. It was some asshole. I've never met him before. It was some guy Wait, in the hallways. It was what like, year, what, year, what it was a year it? after the Dark Knight. Oh, for fuck, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, you're a little late on that. A year later, I'm like, oh, sorry. Fuck I'm off. not up with the t <laughs> the trends. Yeah. yeah. I think my all-time favorite costume is the one I've been doing for the last three years. I really like dressing up as Donnie Darko mm. from that movie <laughs> I mentioned. <laughs> Yeah. And I like, we need to give him, like, alternate reality versions, like Donnie Darko, but this. Donnie Darko when such and such. I remember the year I wanted to do it was the same year. I, I had to work that night, so I just wore the costume. It's just simple costume. It's just, like, a gray hoodie with the skeleton suit underneath. And I, I drew out, like, the the 28 days, just, like, the, the markings that he had on his arm to remind him when he had to save the world. Yeah. So, yeah. But not too many people got the costume, but those who did were like, dude, that's so cool. I think it, maybe people would have got it if Evan here dressed like Frank the Bunny, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. For uh, and uh, this year, since it's the twentieth anniversary, I'm gonna have to. I it will be my last hurrah in the Donnie Darko outfit. Mm. I don't have any plans, but I'm still gonna wear the costume anyways. <laughs> and those are my favorite Halloween costumes from memory. Man, here I am thinking Donnie Darko literally created the Black Parade. <laughs> he, he is a moody boy for sure. Mm. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, maybe a future Lyle, if I'm able to send him a picture, I can I can grab him a photo album of one of my Halloween costumes, because yeah, I know I have time. several. I know one of my races. earliest was probably when I was like, when I looked in photos, there must have been two or three. It was probably like a clown of some sort. So there was the wig, the red nose, the makeup and stuff, I think. Uh, and I definitely remember when I was probably 
Uh, anywhere between the ages of 8 to 10. At one of those Halloweens, I definitely went as a vampire. Because that was pretty easy. I've never been a huge fan of having makeup on. I guess just because it's a pain to get it all off. And it's a lot of effort. But it takes just as long to get off. It looks nice, but maybe it wasn't for me. Oh, actually, I remember a Halloween memory from uh, school. I think it's in a yearbook where I think Evan went as the Cowardly Lion. And I was some person. I don't remember what I was that year. Wait, 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 wait. I have never once gone as the Cowardly Lion. No, some, sorry, I'm misremembering. Somebody else was, but it was definitely... Oh, I remember. That was I was... Halloween. Okay, that was... I remember when it was. It was Halloween 1999. Um, we, you, were, you were Captain Picard. And Thank I, you. And I knew there was a Star Trek costume in there somewhere, because I think it was my parents or my and aunt and the uncle o- that had Star Trek stuff. The only photograph that, I, that is in my possession to prove this is in a is in a black and white yearbook i have no clue how clear it'll turn out but yeah i was uh link that year from zelda yes okay and you so were I definitely you were picard. captain picard in second grade yeah um there were some later years where i pretended i was a quote-unquote musician this was i think i remember after i'd gotten my uh when i went to see rush about 10 years ago and i had nice. a tour shirt from that so i basically wore it with like my hat and I had drumsticks, and I would pretend I was a drummer because it was cheap enough, and I didn't have to put any makeup on. But I think, um, and I think I also was Spider-Man at one point. It must have been after the Raimi movies came out, because I definitely remember it must have been fourth or fifth grade um, with the uh, the mask on, not you the mask, were, like the pullover thing. You were Matt Sundin, the tr- the old Toronto. Oh movies yeah, oh, nice. You know, yeah. You're inspiring, yeah. heartbreaking every young sports fan when you go as a hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> Who went as Ty Domi? Uh, probably. <laughs> s- <laughs> no, like kids were in passing you in the hallway, and they were saying, "Yeah, because Matt Sundin was all the rage back then." Mm. Yeah, that that was before. Well, that was still all the ways for a big legacy of failure. But that was when they had some sliver of hope until yeah. they didn't, and then they did again. I did. I, I don't know if I blocked out a lot of the school Halloween stuff, or I just forgot. But I definitely know once I got to high school, I kind of stopped with most of that. But I remember from when I was a very when I was like uh, probably eight or nine, and probably for a few Halloweens after. And this is pretty common for a lot of for a lot of boys growing up. Maybe not so much now as it's a little less popular. But in the mid late nineties, it was all about Power Rangers, and every yes. boy wanted to be the Red Ranger. Yeah. Unless you like Money Morphin, then you want him to be green or white. But yeah. I distinctly remember when Lightspeed Rescue was on, so this would have been about 2000. I think the fall of that year when it was almost over, I went as the Red Lightspeed Rescue Ranger because that was the most recent show at the time. It had the uh, the symbol, which is sort of like, it looks like a police shield, but it's like the badge, but it's not. It had these like slotted things, I guess, so it could kind of be visible, almost like those sunglasses that would become popular near the end of that decade. And it was kind of cool. It's like, again, it's letting kids live out that fantasy of being a superhero before the MCU overexposed that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was kind of fun. And I think it was one of the ones I can at least say I remember pretty well. I'm sure I'll find some other ones, but I don't know. After a certain point, it kind of became for me more about looking like, I, I appreciate the effort other people make in putting into their costumes. I'm just very low maintenance that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe Evan knows this. I mean, he's going to be next, but do you remember any other, like, school-related ones at any point that I did? Maybe you'll refresh my memory. All I can remember at this at this current moment is 
Picard, I think I remember Dracula, Picard, Matt Sundin, and the musician with the Rush shirt. Alright, well, there's, there's a good amount to choose from. I'll, I'll, I'll probably be able to, maybe I'll give uh, future everybody some uh, pictures of stuff when I can find, because I'm going to be at my house this weekend, so maybe I'll have a bit of time to go through the albums and find something. Yeah, yeah please, please do. do. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Oh, I remember I went as Chip Hazard. Any Small Soldiers fans here? I remember, yeah. Small Soldiers? Small Soldiers? Yeah, you're, the leader of the Commando Elite, yeah. voiced by Tommy Lee Jones. I had a mask and the, like, the outfit. Small oh, wow. Soldiers. Uh, Toy Story was directed oh, yes. by Sid Phillips. I can't wait for to remake that for their streaming service. Because oh, no. DreamWorks is owned by somebody. Oh, no. <laughs> look, right, look it's either it's an animated reboot done by Illumination or DreamWorks. The 2010s was all about bring back the 80s, and now we've entered the 2010s. And... Oh boy, I can't wait! Only nine more years till we get our early 2000s remakes. The the 2020s is all going to be about bring back the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> it's like already that, starting to happen. Like that 90s show. Well, there you go. No, seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did do. They're doing but, that. Yes, I think I heard. Power Rangers is one of those brands that it's been through a lot over. Well, next 2023 is its 30th anniversary. But between various ownership groups, whether it's Saban the first time, and then Disney, and then Saban again, kind of, but not really, and now Hasbro, it, it's still, it still appeals to that young boy's fantasy of having superpower, or being a superhero and protecting the world from monsters, and then giant robot fights. Because even if it wasn't dressing up as a Power Ranger for Halloween, there were a lot of recesses where we would basically... Be acting out episodes we had just seen the previous day. Yes. And that was back when it aired five days a week, and you didn't necessarily know how to record stuff on VCR, or at least I didn't per se. Yeah. So it was you had to see it live. Our, our, in our circle, in our immediate circle of friends, we only had there. There was that one friend who knew how to tape everything, and we weren't it. That would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, where the hell were you when we were in elementary school? I was, like, a uh, pro at that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Hmm. All right, Evan, so... I can, put a v- I can put a VHS back together. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know Evan has one particular Halloween costume yeah, that I remember your, very well. What are some of your costumes? Some of my costumes. Well, uh, every... I seem to... The, the, the reoccurring theme with me is, because I'm a movie fan, movies have appealed to me my whole life, Every Halloween, I go as a character from a movie that has stood out to me. Uh, the first time I ever dressed up ever in my life was uh, at the age of six, where I went as Peter Pan. Nice. And then a couple of years later... How, how tight were those tights? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. No, no, not going there. Yeah, no. <laughs> Evan Mead's camel toe. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's some... <laughs> oh my god. I could probably sue this whole corporation for sexual harassment. <laughs> um, okay, just go to the bosses. Uh, oh, they're right here. Me and Lyle. Yeah, hey, what do you like? Are you going to sue yourself? Case closed! <laughs> 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 Okay, so you're um, Peter Pan one, so <laughs> great. Uh, I guess we all were. <laughs> okay, so, I was Peter... Oh, the, 
I, I don't recall where. In all honesty, to answer your question, I don't recall wearing tights for Peter Pan, <laughs> but tights will come up later on, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So, uh, my favorite uh, reoccurring costume in elementary school would have had to have been Darth Vader because I, you you, you can guess why I went with him like this. Because you like Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, no, because Josh's, you know, costume as Picard inspired me so much that I had to get Darth fucking Vader. Yeah, oh, can imagine God. us as little kids. I'm I'm young Obi-Wan Kenobi and you're Darth Vader. Yeah. I'm your mentor, but I'm too you. young. I, I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, you also showdown. Yeah. Oh, that, I want, like, an alternate reality. Like, what if? Evan, Lyle, Cody, and Josh all knew each other when they were kids. <laughs> and they fought each other with plastic toys. <laughs> hey, that's a danger. If we mix multiverses like that, that's dangerous because what yeah, if... We have to have a Star Wars... What, what if, if our childhood... What if our child... What if the child... What if our childhood versions of us didn't get along? Yeah. Quick, invest in Microsoft before it's too late. I believe that everyone comes into everyone's life uh, at a certain time... For a certain reason, so yeah. So that's why we don't have multiverses. Yeah. So we're, we're getting <laughs> off topic. So doing that, we basically I like just see fan remaking safety not guaranteed. Yeah, there pretty much. <laughs> I like. Um, so I, I I went as Darth Vader. Um, I did go as Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Oh, the, yes. That that was the that was the year that uh, Return of the King was coming. The Two Towers was. That sounds like fifth grade to me. Sixth or grade, actually. Six. It's a year that we were kids, and then there was a movie out, and I didn't Pretty see much, any yeah. of them. And uh, then uh, in high school, uh, the laziest costume I ever did was I literally bought a Homer Simpson mask and wore around and wore it on my head for most of the day. And I had to stop because uh, did you did you quote the Simpsons like all fucking day? No, Josh. That no, was Josh. Yeah, Actually, that was, that was Josh's, Josh's job. job. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always hey, Josh's no, neither job. Neither of us should be final forms yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, the, um, so, and then, uh, my favorite costume from my high school years was Heath Ledger's Joker, and, uh, yes. no, because no, I didn't, what I did was, um, because my mom was always encouraging me to, you know, not just go out and buy a costume from, like, Party City or whatever, yeah. she was always encouraging me to, you know, come up, throw some things together around the house. That's so, what I did with mine. Oh, with Heath Ledger's Joker, yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker. She, she had a purple jacket and a shirt that looked almost identical to what oh, he wore. I found it at a oh, thrift shop, like an actual shit. purple gown. Yeah. Like, it went all the way down to my ankles. Oh, actually. so the suit was cheap. You ought to know. You bought it. Evan, I remember, <laughs> that's not the only Joker you dressed up as. We'll get to him. Okay. okay. The, the, year that, the, the year the Dark Knight came out, uh, actually, my mom did a damn good job with the joke with the Joker makeup, and that year was also the last year. I was sixteen at the time. I'm. I'll go full disclosure. That was the last year my friends and I went trick or treating. I with my mm. I, my friend my my friend uh, Stephen at the time came over, and so did my friend Daniel, and we essentially started by playing video games. Our Halloween night in tw in two thousand eight was pretty much. We played video games, and then we decided, you know what? Uh, Evan's got the Joker makeup. Let's go scare people, because it was Steven's idea. Let's go scare people, specifically kids. And I was hesitant to scare kids. But yeah. I, so, but what essentially happened was, like, we, we literally, like, you know, walked around the neighborhood. And some of the local, like, residents on my street, they were a little cool with us trick-or-treating. A couple of, of elderly, like, 
residents were like, aren't you a little old for this? And then we were like, nah. That's so funny because the last time I did trick-or-treating was something similar. I was hanging out with my buddies and we literally just threw on like ghost face or just some werewolf generic mask and just threw on our sweaters with the hoods and we just went out we're like we're hanging out tonight on halloween and we want to binge both evil dead movies why don't we go get some candy so we literally just we literally just went around the block pretending to be kids be like we came home with like a you know, just like pillowcases of, of, of candy, yeah, no, and um, we binged both of the, the we binged want, both of the uh, Evil Dead movies. Do you want? I was dressed as a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I made a mask in class. They were like, you have to make a, a, a face mask that serves an emotion. Yeah. I think it was grade six, and I just like I want to make a watermelon mask. Yeah. Why do you feel like a rejected character from a regular show? <laughs> watermelon man, and I, I, it was so Michael Myers ishy because I had like a green sweater and green track pants. Tonight you get killed by a guy wearing a watermelon. And everyone's like, "Who are you supposed to be?" And I'm just speak. I'm a watermelon. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. so so uh, yeah, so and so that night, uh, my friends, we. They, we came over, we played video... They came over, we played video games. It was my friend's idea to go, like, scare people with my Joker makeup. It was at... Uh, my buddy Steven, what, at the time, he actually talked us in... Because I used to live right around the corner from a police station. We actually... He actually talked us into, like, going trick-or-treating to the police station in my Joker makeup. And I was super awkward being there because everyone had seen... The, and their mother had seen The Dark Knight that summer. What happened when the Joker wound up in a police station? It didn't, uh, it didn't go yeah. so well. So, we, no, like, the, the, the officer at the, who was working the desk that night, like, we had a, a nice little chat. It, he just, they, they gave us the usual, like, be safe now talk, and yeah. we, we were just on our way. They gave us candy, and they, they said, oh, good job on the costume. That's awesome. So, nice. we, we, we got along with, you know, the local police, and... Then we went back to my house and watched Iron Man, and that was the last. Uh, <laughs> no, Iron was, Man on Halloween. <laughs> no, the, the that and that was the last time I remember going out trick or treat. Uh, the yeah, two, that was his okay. last trick or treat. So first, the two. Okay, so before I get into my most memorable, uh, I would like to address something. Yes, I did the year the the year that Suicide Squad came out. I did go as Jared Leto's Joker, and I, that was oh, the year you that poor bastard. Yeah, um, I felt like a it was white noise because that fucking Halloween, everyone was Jared Leto's yeah. Joker. It was the most the Jared, only time Jared Leto, everyone was Jared, Jared Leto's Joker. Joker and Harley Quinn were the most popular Halloween costumes oh. that year. And every fucking time I see couples going at that, I'm like, you know. That's not. It's not a good relationship. Like it's it's grounded in psychological. <laughs> no, they have it all wrong. They need to go as the Batman the animated series. You know what? Yes. I felt, no, yes. That's not much I, better in I terms felt, of. I felt, at least you have no, you know what? Family representing. Okay. Okay. I felt. I felt. I almost felt. Even though it's I was nice and Ar- version, Ar- I like that. Arlene Sorkin. Nice I would have been a. I would Thank have, you. I would have been a hypocrite if I had said this at the time. But after, in hindsight, I now look back on that Halloween where I was a, when as Jared Leto's Joker. And, it was, and I was like, do you ever, uh, for those of you who have not seen 13 Reasons Why, there is an episode in the first season where it's Halloween and uh, the main character, Clay, like sees two of his somewhat friends or kids he doesn't get along with. He sees like this one couple that's kind of on edge with him. 
they're dressed as Sid and Nancy, and then he's like, oh, Sid and Nancy, you know what happens to them, right? And then the, the guy dressed as Sid is like, what happens to Sid and Nancy? Lyle actually liked that. That, yeah, that was yeah, the one yeah. part of 13 Reasons Why. That was why my yeah. favorite part of 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. That wasn't all bad, Evan, because I dressed as the angry video game nerd yeah. that year, and we made a lot of funny TikTok-esque yeah, we, videos. Yeah, we went to, yeah, we, we hung out at your apartment, and we just uh, just chilled and watched uh, horror movies. Dub Smash. It was Remember fun. that? Yeah, no. Dub it, Smash. It was fun. And then, um, at the two Halloween costumes that I am not proud of uh, are as follows. Charlie Sheen, because I... That because, was, because, we, because winning... Pretty much. Yeah. No, <laughs> Tiger Blood. Do you remember the how... Do you remember how was back to 2011? The two Halloween... No, it was 2011. I was in my douchebag phase. It was like... Oh, winning was a fucking catchphrase. I, I loved it. It was... Yeah. Now that I look back on it, it's like we're, we are celebrating... Can, we, are can cel- we Can we bring back winning? Why not? Yeah. Winning. <laughs> winning. Yeah. But anyway, we so... We just have to get a lottery ticket. Yeah, no, I, I went as Charlie... I went as... <laughs> Uh, I went as Charlie Sheen, and the other Halloween costume that I am not proud of was Michael Jackson, 2009, and I, the reasons why I'm not proud are reasons I do not care to foreclose to the public, so... Evan, so you were Peter Pan and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Did oh, you ever, God. did you ever go what? to Neverland? It's, 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 <laughs> did you ever find Neverland? it's your book, you are allowed to take out a chapter. Yeah, no, I... But all I'm gonna say is I went as Michael Jackson the year to pay homage to him when he <laughs> like went, the glove and everything. Yeah, no. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. We got changes topping in the other direction. Wait, wait, wait. Well, that... there's a certain character that you went as that you're forgetting. Ah, yes. Thank you for jogging my memory. Uh, the, in 2012, the year after the Avengers came out, I thought I want to go as an Avenger, but then I thought. What if Captain America fought Canada? And then oh, so right. I go, so I go, I go. So here's the thing: I go out to Party City, buy my. They they sold a Canadian, <laughs> a, a, a morph suit with the Canadian flag insignia on. I'm like, this is perfect. So I cut <laughs> this. Year. I cut a hole. I cut. I cut uh, eye holes in the morph suit. I buy a Captain America shield and get bought. <laughs> I went to Canadian Tire and dropped like 50 bucks on automobile paint to spray this fucker into Canadian colors <laughs> and my mom takes this photo at the front door of our house at the time and then that photo actually blew up on Reddit for a week. And nice. my fr- No, my friends, my buddy who was at Niagara College was telling me, Evan, like, do you understand that your this photo is on Reddit and it keeps getting hits? Like, it, and I am not. And by the way, many years later, um, my buddy was online gaming with someone in Texas, and the photo he used in his avatar was the photo oh that my went God. on. So wow. a, you were viral. A guy from Texas. Use my photo as his avatar. That's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. You like, you, some Evan video gamer from Blake Texas. Viral. More like Evan Meme. Oh no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. you were on a meme. I, I was like, on a meme. <laughs> like, you know, know you're Canadian. Thing, imagine if you waited until this year and then you did a TikTok adventures of it. I mean, I could. Um, bring him back. Bring him back. You, well, I did bring him back. Okay, by popular demand. 
I did bring him back several times. I I modified every time I brought him back. I modified the costume because I, I one time that the one year I gave Captain Canada white gloves instead of red gloves. Next one year I bought a actual like mask, like a, a super mask to make him look like he had a helmet, like mm-hmm. what Captain America has. And I also have a black version of the. I bought a black morph suit and I called it Black Ops Mode, where I stitched a maple leaf. To the black morph suit, and I had the shield where I was kind of inspired by uh, Winter, the Winter Captain America, the Steve Rogers look yeah. in Winter Soldier at the time. All right. So that's my probably my most famous Halloween bring, costume. Bring him back. Bring him back. He, he can do this all day, or in this case, uh, all winter. Uh, by the way, I did bring him. I brought him back in the Halloween of 2020, where I gave him a tummy and I didn't shave. And I was like, he's stuck on the couch playing video games because he, he has to quarantine. He can't go out and fight crime because of a fucking so, virus. So he's kind of like Thor, almost. Almost like Endgame, <laughs> Endgame 4. Oh my god. But, um, I feel like I should have gone, like, you know, even fatter to prove the point. But I, I gave him, like, somewhat of a tummy and I just didn't shave. So I was like, oh. yeah, no, he's stuck in quarantine. Uh, well, um, you know what does give you a, a tummy? What? Candy. That's right. And with that, we're going to segue. Yeah. So what? when you were trick-or-treating as a kid, what's one candy or one treat that you always look forward to getting every year? Snack snack size Snickers, baby. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. I can eat tons of those. Guaranteed to satisfy. That's why I'm a diabetic today. (laughs) Thanks, Uh, Snickers. (laughs) They're uh, snickering at you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, that's chocolate, but for candy, I would say maybe Fuzzy Peaches. The snack uh, size, mm-hmm. yeah. Too, yeah, or Swedish berries, uh, you know that that kind of Maynard yeah. like. Now, our I didn't sw- like I didn't like the Swedish uh, fish. Question: I didn't like Swedish berries? No, the, the, oh no, no. What are they called? The the fish ones? Uh, oh, the the blue. Yeah, sourkeys. No. Oh, no. I love sourkeys, but uh, yeah, the the fish one. I forget what they're called, but um. And then when it, it came to chips, uh, just Doritos. I know that's very generic, I, but like I was that. I was gonna say I hate I hate Lay's. It's better than Lay's. I yeah. hate I hate uh, Cheetos. We might have a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I enjoy Lay's. I mean, I enjoy no name chips no, too. No, I like oh. I like. La- I'll enjoy any potato. Chip I like Lay's. That is not vinegar. No, I'm tortillo. Oh. I'm tortillo. Uh, tor- tortilla. Tor- tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> Tortilla and corn chips all the way. Yeah, no, I I Fritos. hate. Okay, I, I hate yes. Dor- I hate Doritos, but I love Tostitos. I have actually warmed up slightly to Doritos, but mainly just the nacho cheese ones. Cause I've had them a little yeah. bit the last couple of years. They're not bad. Um, since I've been developing touching Cheetos. Since I've been developing a bit of a tolerance lately, I've actually tried jalapeno and cheddar Doritos. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's another question: Have you tried the roulette bag? I have once. I I do like sweet chili Never heat. Again? No, no, no. It's not too bad. I didn't like the okay. buffalo. I didn't like the buffalo flavored. Um, I I like I like Cool Ranch, but they don't make the fun pack uh, or the the snack pack of all like, I'm gonna cool say, Ranch and all that. All I'm gonna say the only thing I liked about the Doritos sweet chili heat were the commercials. There are three sides to Doritos to Doritos sweet chili heat. Which yeah. will you play with? Those commercials were awesome. Yeah, Doritos I, are pretty cool. The fourth side, obviously. I will say the strangest thing I got in my Halloween bag afterwards, you know, when you go home and you dump it out and you start inspecting and you're like, ooh, you start dividing stuff and all that. 
the strangest one I ever got, and it's not even a big thing, but I just felt like, huh, this is odd, yeah. was, remember, like, the Ritz crackers in the little container, and then there was a separate oh. container that had cheese yeah. or oh, yeah. peanut butter? Too bad. Yeah. I was like, what? I mean, it's unorthodox, but it's it's still a snack. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's like healthy. It's like a, a grade better. one school snack. Well, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Marginally healthy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, if you were a kid and you had a Lunchables in your Halloween candy, I oh, think you would be great. Yeah, exactly. The, the 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 pizza lunchables. Oh, no, yeah. those were the bomb. Like the snack size bags of Lay's and uh, stuff like that. I don't know if Cheeto. I think yeah, Cheetos. Well, Cheetos puffs in general are my favorite. Uh, I don't think they make the uh, the spirals anymore. But when they used to have the spiral ones, those were great. Um, I mostly am a sucker for any of like the uh, mini boxes of stuff like Smarties and Kit Kat Nero. And yeah, the Caramel, classics. Uh, oh, the Nes- Bar, the, the Nestle. I don't think Butterfinger specifically. Yeah. But those, those okay. kinds of small chocolate bars. Well, I also was a big fan of the Cadbury snackables, like the Cadbury Dairy Milks. Oh my and god, the, Dairy Milk. And the Caramilks. Dude, Dairy Milk <laughs> and Caramilk and anything Cadbury. Fantastic. Also, I always thought those were like Easter oriented though. Cadbury, no, the mini Cadbury, Cadbury kind of has. And the plucking rabbits. Cadbury has. Uh, they have chocolates for Easter, Christmas, and Halloween. Rabbit shitting out toys. Really, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to picture a rabbit shitting out a chocolate egg. Shut up! Oh my god! Die! Guys, you're laughing like jackasses over Josh trying to talk. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I went through a phase in eighth grade when I would look up all the chocolate makers on the website, so like all the Hershey stuff, all the Cadbury stuff, Nestle, any chocolate maker, and I have all these like giant, this giant bookmarks folder of everything. So that was a, an exciting time. Um, uh, yeah, Hershey. I for, I know. Oh yeah, cookies and cream. Hershey oh, cookies. Oh, cookies. Oh, cookies. Now we're talking cookies and cream, Hershey. Oh. I know regular Hershey's chocolate is really good, but cookies and cream. Nothing chocolate-wise will probably ever top that. Absolutely, I'm with, yes, that's a great choice. That's You're forgiven for slandering lace. Wait a minute, uh, I'm not, uh, remember? Um, wait, what are you I'm not, I'm not big on cookies and cream. I'm afraid. Uh, but, uh, a non-believer. You're crucified. I'm glad you guys like it. It's clearly popular. Yeah. Um, what else I'm what about Hershey sure. Halloween-themed Hershey Kisses? Those are good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those I mean, are nice. simple. Those when are they good. do the hugs as well, those are, I think, the white chocolate ones. I don't know if they ever are for Halloween, but... Yeah, you guys, the... Did you guys ever do the thing where you get Reese's Pieces and you kind of lay them out like E.T.? Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> I, I stand corrected. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is yeah, standing atop now, the small uh, ones. Now that we've all... Now uh, that, okay. See, now yeah, that we've we also have a Mr. Okay. Believer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I gotta say something. Now that we've all dumped our favorite candies like on the floor well, like we I, just I, got back from a night of trick-or-treating I, I, I haven't I, I haven't said mine yet what were yours Lyle? uh well you guys mentioned all the ones i'll just say one treat and that is candy apples uh, seasonal blessing right there i love me some candy go apples. back to the right, 1950s <laughs> no, i'm joking or caramel i can have like caramel or chocolate on its own i can have an apple on its own together I don't, I'm kind I don't of the same way with oh, I'm, yeah, I'm the same like way with Reese's Pieces. Actually, I'm now, the exact same way. I like chocolate. I like peanut butter. But eh, some okay. great things are not meant to be together. Speaking of speaking of apples, um, 
Remember bobbing for apples? I was just about to say that. Can't do that these days. No, I don't know. I have no... Maybe we'll be able to do it next year. As long as it's in a big bucket of sanitizer. (laughs) 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 Bobbing for apples. Can you imagine, like, a Purell flavor? Purell will have, like, a giant bucket. Like, bob for apples in the hand sanitizer. Side effects may... Bob for apples and hand sanitizer. Side effects may include poison. Oh, do not ingest. That's too much. No, 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 no. Can you imagine a, a bunch of Trump supporters bombing for apples in Lysol? Trump, 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 Trump approves. That's, that's the sign underneath. And with that. Okay. And with that. <laughs> we shall transition into our favorite Halloween song to listen to. Alright, um... It's not a transition, but it's a segue. <laughs> well, uh, much like how Evan opened up this whole podcast, if you guys are mortal, can you resist the evil of the thriller? Hey, I believe, uh, I believe Vincent Price guest appeared yes, he did the in the first few that. seconds of our... That's what I said. You you kind of gave it away. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thriller, Michael Jackson off of Thriller. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it. Honestly, I, it's a great little dance party song, but it it really is the, the best part of it is at the end with that organ and the Vincent Price narration. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the. I just love that. That's like Halloween, creepy. Fun Halloween, like enticing. It was so good. Feels like an actual short film, and that's that's like the oh god, oh the the music video, that music video, John Landis, man, top of his form. But it freeze frames at the end. Michael Jackson is the werewolf. (laughs) I love that. That organ was so good that it was in the trailer for the second season of Stranger Things, and it made, uh, and it, made it look so freaking good. Yeah, I remember that trailer. Yeah. yeah. Remember it played... when that was the sliced best, the best things in sliced bread? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Stranger Things? <laughs> Stranger Things. Uh, the whole, every season is on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least there's only going to be five of them, Cody. Oh, has that been confirmed? Really? Yeah, since the beginning. Oh, thank God! Yeah, I, I want the I want the show to end already. I wanted it to be one season. So you thought <laughs> two, two was stretching it? Two was not that great. Three was a bit better. Okay. But what yeah. is it with Netflix shows and having amazing first seasons, but over by jumping the shark, anything after? Because the first popular season. demand. No, That's like all the, it is. no. Thirteen Reasons Why was the same thing. I liked the first yeah. season. Thirteen Reasons Why. Second season was dog shit. Yeah. Third season, what the hell? Fourth <laughs> season, okay, they made four? yeah. No, yeah, they made four seasons oh of Thirteen God. Reasons Why. But no, sorry, Thriller, Thriller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great little party song, short yeah. and simple. I like yeah. it short and simple. Yes. Yeah. Well, much like yeah, the how dance, the dance is because pretty iconic in its own right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was like to the guys, I, I said, hey, try to guess my my song. I just did that one pose, and they're like, Thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're I remember, new. as an aside, when I was working at a day camp, I think this was the summer of 2009, so it would have fit the timeline, I, or 2010. I definitely remember during a break between cabins, the person that had been, the specialist that was doing dance, and they two reporting, me and the uh, recording guy that I'd known, uh, we would do, we did the Thriller dance at one point, just like for fun outside, so that was fun. I didn't suck at it. There you go. The low bar, um, and I think in terms of spooky songs, I think that's probably the darkest in his canon. But I'm thinking, but there is 
there is always smooth criminal, sort of like another sort of yeah. dark turn. But it, it's more it, upbeat. And it's, I uh, yeah, I always, I always look at like film noir when I hear smooth criminal. But uh, the press X to. Oh. Have you have have any of you seen uh, Moonwalker in which Smooth Criminal no. was? No, featured? I haven't actually. Have any of you played Moonwalker? No. I hope not. Okay, so <laughs> Moonwalker in, Moon, in Moonwalker, the music, the musical dance sequence to Smooth Criminal is actually like really damn good. Like it's on par with Thriller. Nice. Yeah. Okay. On par. Uh, Doug Walker has even said better than Thriller. It's an unpopular opinion, but I would say on par with Thriller. It's really good. Yeah. Wait a minute. So we're gonna get a full-on musical of Moonwalker now? Hey, I didn't say nothing. You said plenty. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, once... To, I, 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 didn't uh, the whole Leaving Neverland documentary kind of taint his reputation forever? Eh, art from the artist. It goes back to the... Yeah, no, give it 20, 30 years... There'll be a Moonwalker musical. Absolutely. No, look, in 2059, in, he was born in what, 59 or 58? Well, he was 50 when he passed away, so. Yeah, no, 50, yeah, no, 59. So in 2059, yeah. there will be Michael a Michael Jackson memorial of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right, well, hey, maybe by then they'll release the true Sonic 3 soundtrack. That'd be nice. <laughs> Give me some more yeah, songs. Who's up? Who's up? Who's up? Right. More songs. Uh, more next songs. for me, uh, well, much like how I spoiled the Charlie Brown thing for Josh, Josh spoiled the Nightmare Before Christmas thing for my pick, so I, I have to scramble to think of other things. But yes, Nightmare Revisited. Incredible Halloween album. Yep. Uh, fuck. Is anyone covering Rocky Horror? <laughs> nope. Oh okay, my that's God. fine. Yep. Time Warp is a time classic. Warp. Let's do the Time Warp, yeah! It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> and there's a jump to the right. Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> I think we asked this question in the group recently, but what is the best science fiction double feature? Science fiction double feature. I'm trying to remember what I even said for that. <laughs> that was a, a callback. If I mention Reaper Man, Cody will murder me on sight, so I will cut <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you mentioned it so much. I mentioned it so yeah, much, sure. so I'm just gonna pop my head off. So I will, I will simmer down. I will step out. <laughs> but no, Rocky Horror Picture Show, that's a great. Soundtrack. Rocky Horror yeah. Picture Show soundtrack's classic. Absolutely. Time Warp. Time Warp. Uh, there's a light over the Frankenstein place. A sweet trans, sweet transvestite. Demon yeah, place. that that song in particular, Tim Curry can get it. Mm -hmm. And also Hot Patootie. Hot Patootie's a classic too. Yes. Uh, I don't know if this counts as strictly Halloween, but it's got some, like, dark themes. But speaking of me, both, and concept albums and Halloween, Bad Out of Hell. Yes. Oh, That's yes. Cool. I mean, where else are you going to find a title track that is pretty rollicking in its own right, but then you have a mammoth love song of sorts in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Is that also an Aussie album as well, Bad Out of Hell? Or something? No. You're thinking, what is that, Blizzard of Oz? Blizzard of Oz, sorry, mm -hmm. yes. I take that back. <laughs> That's wicked. Um, well, I mean, I might as well go ahead with mine, because Lyle, or one of you just spoiled it. I, I shot out a bunch, so you take it we away. we got to talk about the immortal, the classic, the Monster Mash. So, Josh, Josh, have you ever listened to? Do you listen to that song on Valentine's Day too? 
Why you no, do this we already me? made that joke and we talked about Why that do you do lot. this to me? Why do you do this? <laughs> I love that in joke, but just like the sort of it's it's it seems like a novelty song, but just in essence it's really just simple and effective in its premise, just you know, it's like this guy basically just introducing this party that all the monsters are at and it sounds fun. It's like the dance they're doing is so easy that anyone can do it. It was funny that in the uh, 1989 season for the uh, Oakland Athletics, they actually, at least when I was watching the World Series video from that year, they sort of had this, like, parody of it, uh, where it's like, because the whole thing was the Bash Brothers with, like, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, and a bunch of other players, so it's like, and do the Bash, and do the Monster Bash, because, like, they would bash their shoulders together at the end home run, <laughs> so that was a funny little parody of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, Pickett would base, uh, yeah, Bobby Pickett would basically just do a bunch of impressions of various people like uh, Boris, uh, yeah, Boris Karloff, obviously, in the nickname, uh, Bella Lugosi, Peter Laurie, and it's just the, the whole song is literally just making fun of dance crazes of the of the uh, of the, the time of the '60s. So yeah. it's like, well, being I'm a, sure it's like those other songs that make fun of things. Well, being a loving tribute to Universal monster movies. Mm. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. and you can never go wrong with uh, getting people into the classics. Yeah. yeah, I think I was introduced to that song. I don't know if you guys like have heard of this one, but you did, there was this one movie called Monster Mash, and it was made by Dick Entertainment. It was about a family. There's basically like Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman are being like, "Oh, you guys aren't scary anymore. So you have you have one last chance. You have to scare this random American family, and we're gonna invite them to this castle, and you gotta spook them out of the house." Wait a minute. This Why do I feel like this prequel is really weird? I've seen this before. You might, yeah, I think we had, I think David's seen it. We talked about it once, and I was like, oh, I can't. Think entertainment it. always confuses me. Yeah, they're they're not the best. They but, have hits, and but when they miss, they miss really bad. They yeah. they, they really mm. do. But anyways, yeah, that's how was, that's how I was introduced to the song. I'm not sure if anyone else remembers that. Either. Oh, and uh, we were was, talking about the Misfits earlier. They also have covered this song. Yeah, yeah, that's why I mentioned it. I accidentally spoiled yes. it for you, so the cycle continues. Right. <laughs> and where else will you have drumming from Doctor Chud? I do not freaking know. <laughs> that was the uh, the drummer at the time. There's many drummers. Yeah, they they can't. But, but there's only one, Doctor Chud. Yeah, yeah. There will then that is his legacy. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a newer Halloween song I could kind of recommend. And granted, it is kind of a more uh, recent one from last year. But I kind of think because of the subject matter it was written during, it might be fall under too real, uh, the too real category. Uh, Parasite Eve by Bring Me the Horizon. Because it's essentially about, you know, the isolation and just sort of paranoia of living in quarantine. And that whole, and sort of obviously, you know, politicians' reactions or lack thereof to having proper measures in place. That whole line of, when we forget the infection, will we remember the lesson? If the suspense doesn't kill you, something else will. Ah, it's scary because it's true. Mm. Yeah, because the, the scariest types of stories are true stories or freaky ones or both. No. Oh. It's the stories that happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh get out of here. That whole, the whole post-human survival horror EP by Bring Me the Horizon has that very much, it's very much an industrial metal kind of sound, but, I mean, it is produced by Mick Gordon, who's done the soundtracks for Doom and worked on some of the stuff for Doom Eternal. Like, Doom as in Doom 2016. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a video gamey sound, but there are songs about, you know, isolation, paranoia, fear, depression things like that, but there's also some, some really good ones in there, now I have to 
Like I, I mean, I first moved last, uh, it was just over a year ago, actually. But that was one of the first records I sort of spun while I was here. Uh, also, Teardrops. Teardrops is sort of, you know, there's that line of the, the emptiness is heavier than you think. And uh, there's also, let me see here. There's the closer, One Day the Only Butterflies Left, uh, etc., which is just a sort of duet between Ollie Sykes and Amy Lee from Evanescence. Nice. Ah, that's a very good shout out. Yeah, it's one by one as well, uh, which features Nova Twins. There's some parts where it does kind of sound like Linkin Park, but like just the whole idea of you know any music that was recorded that really came out during quarantine is like it could be like the Halloween that this is a Halloween that never ends. <laughs> this goes on and on. I know. Mean, I just thought of it now, but uh, what are your what are some of yours, Evan? Uh, my favorite Halloween song by far is, um, well, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of Thriller and all the classics, uh, but there's one that I, cause I was asking Cody if he had heard of it earlier and he hasn't, um, Josh may have heard of it, Lyle, I don't think you've heard of it, um, Probably not, no. it's an, there's an 80s song by the ministry called Every Day is Halloween, and it's a really cool dance tune. Like if if you were dancing to like uh like sync, what's the genre? Like uh, it, it, it's a it's a, just a fun dance song. And my favorite lyric in the whole song is, "Well, I let their teeny minds think that they're dealing with someone who is over the brink, and I dress this way just to keep them at bay because Halloween is every day." The song is about a guy who dresses up year round even when it's not Halloween and his society just views him as an outcast and the whole, he, the whole song is him complaining about how he doesn't fit in. Yeah. What, what, meanwhile, he's calling out society for being the freaks when he himself wow. is not a freak. That's a deep cut. Oh yeah, I know. It, it, it's a song that has always really stuck with me. And I list, and it's one of those songs that even if it's not October, I can still listen to it any time of year. I'm like, hence the title and every day is Halloween. And also how, ha- Halloween is probably is my favorite holiday. So, is it would Dragula by Rob Zombie be considered? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, Rob Zombie is a nice contender. Dragula. White Zombie as well. Ditches and burn. A Thunder Kiss or I would say Supercharger Heaven. Yeah. Yes. Devil Man, which reminds me of the OVA Devil. There's a manga and then an OVA of the Japanese work Devil Man. Oh, and more human than a human. Living dead girl, with the woman's orgasm at the beginning, not uh, the radio cut. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Oh um shoot shoot. Oh, if we want to talk about actual classic records that are to, that are really dark and haunting, the downward spiral. Yeah. Also Big Man with a gun. Um, also mentioned in our album episode. Of course, closer. But I mean, even even the end with hurt. I mean yes. Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt far surpasses the original. Yeah, Evan, have you got on that? I'm smoking a bowl and listening to the downward spiral and literally losing your fucking also, mind. Also, and you know, Broken is like, <laughs> if the downward spiral is that era of Nine Inch Nails and that era of Trent's sort of psyche at its darkest, Broken is, well, the EP that came out two years before this, but it is yeah. Nine Inch Nails at its most furious and its most aggressive. Like, Happiness and Slavery... Wish, oh, Help wish me, I am in great, hell. Yeah, Wish is a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, on Pretty Hate Machine, t- Terrible Lie, and yeah, pretty. 
What's it had oh. like a hole as well. I hear that that one yeah. uh, that one pop star in Black Mirror does a good cover of it. Oh yeah, fucking Miley yes, Cyrus. Yes, I see thing people have seen. Miley Cyrus, that fucking episode sucked. No, 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 no. Cody, it's Ashley O. Oh yeah, Ashley O. What's oh, the other no. song that goes? I'm forgetting the name of it. It's like I was on above it. Down, down, it. down on it, yeah, or down with down it, in yeah. It's something I can never have. Uh, essentially, it, depression and nine inch nails. Oh, the only stuff you know what? It, kind of go together. You know, but, but it has like a good like kind of spooky sensibility to it hey, that's why it's a good way to bring it up actually uh, nin uh, speaking of spook <laughs> speaking of spooky um the song spooky from the 60s is a classic it's been covered oh yes atlanta rhythm section yeah it's it's been covered several times uh <laughs> but i know spooky is a great song what's what was that from? Where someone, that when my dad that would it? play serious sex on the bridge uh, i would hear spooky on this that's actually got a really good groove to it yeah. what was it was it the thing where someone's wearing a nine inch nails shirt at school and the other kids trying to fit in so he goes oh hey i i like nin <laughs> I, what was that from? I forget what it was. I don't know. He totally struck out. Trying to be cool. I like Nin. <laughs> uh, so, in essence, we've talked a lot about Halloween and how much I mean, the many things and factors we yeah. like about it. Yeah. But what is your what? What is the thing you take most out of the holiday? What's the most pleasure you take out of it? At yeah. first, growing up, it was obviously trick or treating. That's a no brainer. Yeah. As you get grow a little bit older, I, I never really intend. I never attended any Halloween parties, to be honest. No, I, a few, a few, a few get-togethers. Like actually, back in twenty fifteen, uh, my uh, my friend Jess had a little get-together with a few friends of my, of all of ours, our circle of friends, and I went as a Jedi because in a f- couple months during that time, a certain franchise was coming back. So obviously, ah. I was kind of on that hype train. Yeah, you got the beard. Yeah, I have the Jedi beard. So <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was kind of like the last time I had a little like little get together. As an adult, all I have left is sitting down on my ass with candy and watching horror films. Yeah, I mean that's basically that's basically the month of October. But if, Halloween at the at the very end, I at least try to watch the quintessential Halloween movie. Like last year yeah. was actually Halloween three: Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. This year, even though I've already seen Trick or Treat, I want to rewatch it because that that's like Halloween that's porn one. that movie. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, well, it's, it's anybody any ideas there? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's on Pornhub somewhere. Oh man, I just realized when we should have a movie that someone should have picked. I should have picked it. An American Werewolf in London. That's a great one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no, a great no, one. No, yeah. Classic John that. Landis. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that's that's it. Awesome. But that's that's got good music choices too. Yeah. Oh my god. But to, to me, Halloween is all just about that feeling of just try to get a little bit spooked. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to one good scare on Halloween. Um. Absolutely. Also, one of the parts that I liked about Halloween was uh, well, uh, we've all been to Halloween Haunt over at Canada's Wonderland. See our Halloween. That's the that's the very first time I've ever been to Canada's Wonderland. Actually, oh yeah, back in twenty it's back in twenty twelve. Yeah, we went to the Halloween walk there. Yeah, what yeah. did you think of the maze? Eh. The maze. <laughs> it was you just insulted your. You just ended your entire career. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I've been to. I want to say put it this way. I've been to better. Yeah. yeah They're kind of the same. Yeah. It's the same gist in any in any mm. maze you go. Well, I, I did work in one, see our Wonderland episode, but I did work in one of those mazes. Mm. Yeah. One thing I always appreciate about Halloween are the uh, the decorations. Oh yeah, sure. When I'm a kid when I that went... haunted houses when I was growing up 
some of them go all out. There was one uh, not far from where I, it was like on one of the main streets in my area. They would always really make an immersive house to the point where it didn't even look like you were walking through a front yard or anything. Yeah, no, I, I I love it when some people really put in the extra effort and they put in all these like effects and you can hear evergreen like, music terror. Or, evergreen terrors. Yeah, yeah. In the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The smoke machines, the fog, and all that. The spiders, like, the cackling. The the the. It's Halloween haunt, but it's free. I hate when I hate <laughs> yeah, exactly. when people, I hate when people put stuffed mannequins on their porch, but it's actually a real fucking person. Oh man! Oh, they turn their head. That gives me flashbacks to people like yeah. when people paint themselves as something and do the whole statue thing. Ugh. Yeah, no, man. When you do that, you you better have protection on your ankles and shins. You get punched kids, in the face. Kids are gonna kick and punch you for sure. <laughs> no, or, oh, you get, you, I hate those. I hate those cauldrons where you have like the 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 hand that's sti- that's out. You put you put your hand in there, like, and it grabs you. Yeah, like, it always scared me. Those plastic you can buy those plastic bowls at Walmart, and I have the, like once you get skull. past the fact that the hand will come down, it's not. I hate what about those. the ones where it's like a it's like a ghoul or something? If you walk too close, it starts moving and. Oh yeah, no, we, have, we have like a little skull we'd hang up on top like the porch light and flick on like. Oh. Oh. See, that's that's what I liked growing up, and honestly. I don't know. I don't know if it's just playing in the garden too. That's the. I don't know if it's just a generational thing, but people like people that are homeowners and are doing uh, doing Halloween, giving out tr- treats. They get lazy. It's just they come up, trick or treat. You put the candy in, then you leave, well, and they don't care. That's the reality of when you go from being a kid to where you have all this free time to think about. Oh, what am I going to put together for a costume? I wonder how much candy I'll get. When you're an adult, you'll likely spend an entire workday working hard to support your family, and in most cases, you come home. And if, if especially if your kids are older or they've left the nest, you're gonna want that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. also the fact that it is trick or treat. It's just you should walk up and say treat. Yeah. <laughs> and then away. Does anyone ever trick? Treat. No, like seriously, it's like wrong answer. No, because if because if you go up saying treats, it's like, were you entitled? But but there's no tricks. Like people don't do anything anymore. But here's the thing, like what trick or treat? Like what the what happens if you say hey? I'll give you a trick instead. Like, what are you going to give him? Like, a fortune cookie? No, you're going to say, trick or treat, close the door, lock it, turn the lights off. There's your trick. <laughs> There's yeah. your trick. Um, as an aside, in terms of, like, decoration stuff, we used to also have these, like, fake cobwebs we put in, like, the bushes in the front garden. But the trick with that, the, the tricky thing with that is that if it rained afterwards or if it got cold, it would get very hard to actually get that stuff yeah. out. I mean, in general, oh, those yeah. things are kind of a pain to Yeah. Uh, now, I, I used to have this bat. It was like a hang-up bat. This is my last point. But it was, uh, we had this, if you open the door, there was this robot bat that would just come down on a, a string. You're like, ah, 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 and it would climb back up again. One time I pulled a prank on my mom. She was, like, getting her shoes on. I'm like, hey, mom. Yeah? I clapped in the thing and, like, bopped her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom. Then you clapped back. Yeah. We, we threw that at, She threw uh, it out after that. I, I think also when you're funny. young, you look forward to things like carving pumpkins. And you oh, would get yes. the books of, of, of stencils out and you tape it over and you, like, the precision and patience you need to take a little saw and very carefully etch over, like, on, over something... When, I mean, I have pictures of how awesome some of the pumpkins looked when I was a kid. They were cool. But when I got older, I kind of, I don't know if I lacked the motor skills, the patience, or both to, like, sit there for an hour and do it. Maybe it was, like, a persistent thing, a persistent action. But it just kind of got frustrating for me. And yeah. I do think when you guys get to be an adult, though, you do appreciate the 
you know, being able to look around and see some of the artsiness in other people doing stuff, but then also mm. the simpler, the simplicity of having some time to yourself and just sort of live it through your kids, especially yeah. because the last few years, and even if it's, especially if it's going to rain or be really cold on Halloween, or you're in an area like I was when most of the kids had grown up at that point, it's going to be pretty quiet. But I think that's how it, it should be sometimes. Yeah. You know, especially because... You know, you can only, I think as I just said it earlier, you can only really live Halloween through your through your kids or through peop, younger people when you're an adult. I mean, yeah. unless you do want to still dress up and stuff. But it's so important to, you know, at least have some aspect of that. You don't always have to dress up, but, like, that creative spirit is always useful to have. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely my favorite holiday. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's I just kind of go, eh. My fi- my uh, one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Halloween. Was... We'll get we'll get to my favorite in a couple of months. Give oh, me a break. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you're just gonna go all decked out in red my and white. My favorite holiday is when we record an episode <laughs> because it there's no set time for it. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, Josh. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but, what were you saying, Evan? So <laughs> my favorite parts of Halloween was. Back when, when we were in elementary school where you actually got to wear your costume to school. Yeah, that was that, great. That was great. Yeah, like, compare it to your compare it to your friends. Uh, compare compare it to your friends and then like if and if your circle of friends as, you know, the the one that mine and Josh were a part of were had imagination, we pretended to, you know, we pers- we brought our characters to life. Like, you know, it would be Darth Vader versus a Power Ranger or <laughs> Neo one year versus but also, uh, basically our own version of Ultimate Showdown before that video happened. Yeah, I but guess. also to my eyes, cosplay culture sort of made yeah, there's Halloween... definitely a link between Halloween costumes and cosplay. Yeah, sure. it mm-hmm. sort of made the season feel not as special anymore. I don't know. Well, co- cosplay uh, is an art. Special, well, specialness to cosplay me. is like Halloween, but on a budget. Yeah. Oh, Halloween, if you've got money. Yes oh, and, and no. It's on a budget, but also it's about hyper-accuracy, or yes. it's about pro- projecting, like, making your own version of an existing oh, character, yeah. but, like, yeah. you know, gender-swapping, alternate universes, things like that. Yeah, it's more for conventions where there's more of an audience. Halloween is more for you, yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, cosplay, there's some, like, very creative craft to it, and definitely credit to where credit is due. I just, I don't know. I'm just old and bitter. <laughs> and I'm getting tired. It's a great experience. And go while you coke. I, I, you do. Um, <laughs> Give me it, some candy. Wake me up. It's a great excuse to watch. Wake movie, me so. up when October. No. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, Man, I'm getting oh, on. Ca- Josh, your caliber of humor is rising in all of us. <laughs> oh, the music humor. It's rubbing I, off. I, I think people got sick of that joke even years ago before social media would like do it as soon as it became August 31st. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just like, the one thing with Halloween is it is essentially the, the signal that it's the last real part of the year because now, especially in the last year or two, as soon as November 1st hits, yeah. Christmas shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You hear yeah. carols? Oh my God! <laughs> November okay, November first. So, wait, okay, audience, join us for our next uh, holiday special coming out in T minus two months because Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! I thought we were gonna call it the Christmas episode. Ah, yes. 
I gotta say, there's other holidays we should. That's true. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. Movie. A soda holiday special, something like that. Yeah, the holiday special. Put away your treats and make way for some candy canes. Grab your Yule logs. (laughs) Nice. Or the rest of you. Yeah. If you if it's for the rest of us. Some eggnog. With rum. We're nah. ba- Bailey's. <laughs> and Emphasis ba- on the rum. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. I just want to enjoy Hey, my- well, Christmas starts so early. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Christmas, so to speak, we start early. Christmas starts when Halloween ends. While you have that time. Because, again, before you know it, it'll be the Christmas rush into New Year's, and then we're already into a brand new calendar year. It's just about enjoying the simpler things in life and being around like-minded people that do in time. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Happy Halloween! Woo! Woo!